Okay, everybody's got a fucking podcast. I mean, we have a podcast, so obviously anyone can do it. Wait, this is a podcast? Are you recording right now? Technical difficulties. No, you don't say anything. I'm going to edit it out. Technical difficulties. <laughs> okay. I put mayonnaise on a pickle. It was not uh, the best, but it might have been the worst. Do I see? I mean, my feet stink, right? Yeah. Here we are. You have a bad summary for The Godfather? My bad summary is just everyone sucks at their job. <laughs> makes sense. I had a uh, family makes move to Las Vegas. Baptism goes wrong. Baptism <laughs> gone wrong. Uh, yeah. So I had the box score. I did. We had some unique categories for The Godfather. Sure. Um, by the way, do horses count when we're counting deaths? I mean, I feel like some people like horses more than people, but I don't, so. so no. No, we're not counting Do horses. animals have okay. souls? I think that's a topic know. for another podcast. Probably. <laughs> that's a, that's <laughs> a good question, though. That's Much a good question. All right, so we won't count the horse. Do you think the massage guy won, or do you think the massage guy died when they shot Mo Green? Probably. Okay, we'll count him. And I'm guessing the three guys in the elevator died. Yeah. So, we're going with uh, 20 then. A solid 20. That's nice. Nice even number. One explosion. Just Apollonia's car exploding. Uh, We got three bangs briefly shown or implied. Um, Guns left. Cannolis taken. Mm. Two guns left. One box of cannoli taken. Uh, Scenes with oranges, three. Because oranges mean death in The Godfather. Is that like an actual... It's correlated. Do you see oranges any other time? No, I just, I would be hard-pressed to, I guess, think about, oh, yes, an orange, and then literally anything else happening. So it's a big thing. So, like, right, that, yeah. right before, yeah, right before Vito dies um, with his grandson in the garden, slicing up oranges, he's putting the peel in his mouth to be funny for his son, or grandson. Uh, when he dies the first time, or... Slice <laughs> the first time. <laughs> this is the Passion of the Christ. This right. is Godfather 3000, where we bring him back in the future. Right. Um... When he gets shot uh, near the beginning of the movie, uh, he's picking fruit. Oranges fall on the ground when he gets shot. Okay. Um, and Fredo, when he is in the in the bedroom uh, where his father's resting after he comes home from the hospital, uh, he is sitting next to a basket of oranges. And I would take that to mean that that is the last time he's going to see his father alive because he goes to Las Vegas and sure. yada yada. Now, that's, that's really interesting because I definitely didn't pick up on that. Yeah, well, you gotta watch a lot of YouTube to get on those signs of things in your. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's a common thing you hear if you suck like me. Okay, so <laughs> I've never even seen The Godfather. I've seen that on YouTube. And like, I don't even know, you know, the movie theater. What the fuck am I talking about? Movie theory channels sure. always talk about like the orange and the symbolism behind the orange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, you know, I'd never seen it, so. No, I mean, I'm all for that. I mean, using just weird abstract things as like a storytelling element or like an indication. I mean, it, it works out really well. Yeah, Obviously, sure. I didn't know this one, but it's enough that other people have picked up on it. So I'm not sure why exactly. What about an orange means death? Aren't you glad you're dead? Didn't they do that in The Sopranos too, though? So there's relentless Godfather references all in The Sopranos that if you've seen The Godfather, you'd notice. If not, then it's just still a great show. So... Uh, like the bada bing 
is just a reference to Sonny when he's talking to Michael about killing uh, Slozo and the police captain. He's like, you got to get up close and you shoot him right here and bada bing! They're all going to get, get all over your Ivy League suit. So, Classic. yeah, it's a whole thing. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, the oranges. And then I have Sigs put out on the ground indoors, too. That's... Cause, well, I just I couldn't help but notice like, like two scenes like during the uh, during the baptism scene with the, all the assassinations. Yeah, uh, Barzini just like tosses his cigarette on the ground, grinds on it, it yeah. inside like just in, in the, like, the lobby, just the lobby of a building. Oh, just like yeah, <laughs> ah, fuck it. The disrespect. <laughs> well, yeah, they're mob guys, you know. They're just yeah. The fuck you gonna do about? Fuck it? this linoleum. Yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. You know what I love about Mob March? All the I can just say like the Italian slurs like just nonstop. You know yeah. what I mean? It's so cool. You know, I'm not going to, but you could. But yeah. But if a Goomba tries to stop me, it's a fucking wrap. <laughs> all right, I'll uh, get you gone. Yeah, that's all we got. All right. <laughs> well, I, I, you can say a bunch, uh, right here because here this was Jack Waltz of uh, Waltz Productions. Oops, sorry. Where? Uh, right <clears throat> about her. This is what he says uh, What's to Tom the, Hagen. Um, okay, uh, he's a movie producer that talks like this. All right, start, set the scene. Where am I at? So you're at a studio. You're in I'm a movie in a studio. studio. Okay. Uh, you bang twelve year old girls because that's uh, yes. what Jack Waltz did in the it's book. That's what I do. And uh, I'm a banger. You're telling Tom <laughs> Hagen that he doesn't care how many guinea wop grease ball well, goombas come out of the scene. Well, no, right, right, you right. got to bring the energy. Though. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got energy. You're no, very mad energy. at Tom Hagen because he's, because I've been fucking kids, he's, right? He's definitely, well, you're very mad at Tom Hagen because he's trying to muscle you. Cause obviously he's with the mob. <clears throat> All right. Listen, listen, listen. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care how many Dago guinea wop grease ball goombas come out of the woodwork. I'm, I'm German, German I- Irish. No, 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 that's oh, that's you. Okay, yeah. sorry. Let me try I'm again. German. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, let's we'll go. Run it back. Run it back. Yeah. Run it back. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't care how many Dago guinea wop greaseball goombas come out of the woodwork. I'm German Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my kraut mick friend. That's pretty good, huh? It's good. We got All it. Right, it's pretty Very good. good. Sounded like the kind of guy who would fuck 12-year-olds, huh? <laughs> no, he, he definitely <laughs> did. Like it was rough. Yeah, that part was kind of cut. Uh, that was in the book, and that was kind of a main point. Where they were like, hey, this guy sucks. Let's cut the head off his horse and put it in his bed. Um, yeah, it's but, a little bit less of just a, we're going to just muscle our way into anybody and just say, you know what? Fuck this guy. He's a piece of shit. Yeah. Fuck his horse, too. Fuck his horse, too. Yeah. yeah fuck that horse. A $600,000 horse. Sheesh! Why is anybody going to pay $600,000 for imagine, a horse? imagine, man. Having just the dough. Laying around for a horse. He's like, well, I'm not going to race him. I'm going to put him out to stud. Yeah, well, just imagine being the dude who's like looking at his horse. He's like, that's $600,000 I'm about to amputate. Right. Uh, Pretty fucking baller. Yeah. Yeah. So, funny thing with that is... Uh, so, th- there was a deleted scene where they kind of tell the story how that happens. Um, they send Luca Brazzi out there, who's a terrible guy. Let's talk about Luca Brazzi for a second. Um, Did he fuck kids, too? No. Okay. I love but Luca Brasi. He did happen to throw them in furnaces. No. What is worse? He though? wasn't Let's German. Be Let's be honest, though. Let's be real. Let's have a little bit of a 
Yeah. Thought yeah. experiment. What's yeah. worse? Killing kids or fucking kids? I would imagine killing kids is more of a job requirement and fucking kids is more of a sick personal fulfillment. So I'm going to go with fucking kids is worse than killing kids. Yeah, same. Going same on that one. Yeah, Unanimous. I don't think it's, a, I don't think it's a, even a debate. Yeah. Anyway. Because if you kill the kid, like they're not, they don't have to live with that thing you just did. Yeah, that's... Unless Lugo Brasi killed those kids. And then fucked him. Oh. And then threw him in the furnace. Which is, yeah, way worse. Necro, that would be worse. necropedophiliac. Right. Oh, shit. It's, a pedonecrophiliac. It's Yikes. multiplicative at that point, so he's... I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't, I don't like it. If everyone's <laughs> uncomfortable now, I've succeeded. Yep. Very good. Welcome to the fucking Godfather, pussy. <laughs> so in the book, which they don't go into in the movie at all, but Luca Brasi is kind of this terrible dude who uh, he had a had a kid got got this Irish gal pregnant Yikes. and uh, brings his midwife Eesh. in and uh, she delivers the baby and then he's like take it downstairs and put it in. I can't do a Luca voice but he's this big guy and he's just like this big ape, big apish oafish scary guy okay and they're like he's like take it downstairs put it in the furnace and then he like makes this midwife throw this baby in the furnace but so why because he thought it was bad he didn't, he didn't or something he's an italian guy and he had a kid with an irish girl yeah. and he didn't like that because you know you know those italian mob guys they got to keep it pure yeah, yeah. they're yeah, uh yeah. they're a couple pure gas bloods. chambers away from being nazi <laughs> so, sorry <laughs> that's not I me mean, that's that's pretty good that's a good one um yeah so we open up the movie now that we did the jack waltz thing Sure. A little early, but uh, so over the movie right away. We know Pauly is our uh, not, not exactly our fucking rat. Sure. Fucking rat. Because uh, I mean, sort of right. He's like a he's our defector, if you will. Yeah. Who sells sells the Don out to the, uh, the, Don. the Don sells the Don out to, uh, you know, the Barzini. Well, the Italian family, Barzini family, whatever he finds out. In the end, that uh, it was Bozzini all along. Yeah. And uh, so anyway, I just find uh, you can you can really see early on his kind of resentment for being in the family. Yeah. Uh, when Clemenza's like, "What are you, dance judge? Go on the block, do your job." <laughs> um. And I, yeah, I just have more shit about <laughs> Lucy Mancini's big vagina. How <laughs> it's not. It's not addressed in the movie, but you yeah. know, Sonny still takes her upstairs and bangs her. And then that in the book, they go to Vegas. Like she gets a job in Vegas. She gets all hooked up. But in the movie, it ties into the Godfather three plot that she is pregnant when Sonny dies. And so then all these years later, they've got this. Michael's got this bastard nephew that he trains to be a Don. Wait, she's got a big vagina and he. What, like, but he's got an even bigger. He's got the only dick that can fill this fill this, this vagina. crevasse. Yeah. Okay. All right. It is it is such a big deal in the book. It's ridiculous. It's 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 thirty three percent of the book is this woman's just gaping 
Virginia. Gotcha. 33% strong, but it is too much. <laughs> it is too much of the book is devoted to. Sonny's got the only cock that can fill her vagina. Because Mario Puzo. I love, the, I love that idea, though. <laughs> Mario I really Puzo do. It's like she's just... got a fat vagina. It's too big. It's too gaping. And he's like, I've got, I've got just the thing. I've got yeah. just the thing. The <laughs> well, it's like cock. one of those things you're telling the story. It's like, oh, I can't be like everyone else because of this weird thing I have. And then it's like, but I've got this weird thing that works out perfect for it. Yeah. And yeah. then we hold hands and walk into the sunset. Except, it's that, uh, but just way hornier. Except the sunset for Sonny is a toll booth. Yeah. Well, Massacre. his life was sunsetted at that point. That is true. I've never thought about that, man. Like, you know, you know, guys, we're always mm. like, you know, we're always comparing ourselves to other dudes. You know, it's like, oh, you know, I got like this, you know, oh, you know, oh, I can never compare. But, dude, there's some giant vaginas out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Massive. There's gigantic vaginas out there. There's and, small vaginas? Yeah. They don't want a big cock. No, they don't. That's a small one. I mean, I, you know, Easy. I'm, I'm not a vagina. I wouldn't know. Man. But like, you know, I would assume that if I was a vagina, I'd be like, you know, if I was small and dainty, I wouldn't want like a giant, you know, what's a guy? What? Lazar? What's his name? Sonny. I wouldn't want a sunny sized dick coming at me. Exactly. I wouldn't want a sun. Yeah. Sunny side. Sunny side. <laughs> that sounds like a band I feel like name. there's a thing. That sounds yeah. like a band name or something. Yeah, sunny size. Sunny sized dick. Yeah, I wouldn't want that coming at me. In the know? book, they claimed that when he was a kid, oh, the God. doctor... You can't! You the can. doctor wanted to charge more <laughs> because it was so big. You can't. <laughs> What's the biggest dick you've ever seen? Well, I mean, there's the internet. Well, I mean, not, like in, in real life. In real in life. In real life? Yeah. I don't know. How big's your dick? <laughs> you, you, Jesus Christ. You pissed in the street in front of me once. So. There appears to be a weird implication going on that I'm not okay. I'm not up to. Well, up to you were drunk. With. You pissed in the street. I was standing there. I was like, oh, there's a dick. He was like, oh, nice, nice cock. I didn't stare at it, but was it I a nice the dick? other way. Yeah, was it, was it a nice cock? It's nicer than mine. Hey, there wow. you go. There like you go. That, That's all you like need. That. It's not hard to do either. Right, okay, not uh, hard to impress you. Okay, I was just gonna to say when I was in the army, man, there was this like a lot of the kid was like five four, maybe like five five. He's a short dude, mm-hmm. but he jumped in the shower and he was Italian. Yeah, it's funny we bring this up because you know Italians. Yeah, but he had to have had like a fucking twelve inch yeah. dick. He I, wore it, that thing like a belt. I was like, dude, but maybe because he was so short, you know, it was like you know shocking the perspective, yeah. you know. But I mean, it was it huge like, or was he small? Knee. Exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. Did I mean, he have short legs or was it a big cock? Sure. Yeah, I mean, it's a age-old question, you know? I think we're still friends on Facebook. I'll ask him. <laughs> how many inches is your cock? Better yet, better how yet, many I'm inches gonna, yeah. from your waist to your knee? Yeah, better yet, how tall are you? I a need some <laughs> really exact measurements if yeah. you've got some This is like trying dog. to measure a tree, you know? It's like you got to figure out how far you are from the tree, how far the sun is. from. You know what I mean? It's, like, it's you know, a whole equation. It's all based on the time of day. I don't want an equation. Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Just asking how big his cock is. That's the easiest way. Watch it be like five inches. I'll be like, really? <laughs> really? It seemed bigger than that. <laughs> But it's only one, like just to clarify, it wasn't like you know because you know you, when you're in the army, you got to fucking everyone showers together and like you're walking past. And not that I'm like looking, but it's like it's gonna like, happen. It's gonna happen, right? Yeah. And it was only because it was like what, what? You know, it's right. like whoa. You know, it wasn't like let me suck that thing, but <laughs> you know, it still was like you know, it made a sound wow. when he walked by like a whooshing, and like yeah. the air was. He just was kind of neurotic, which was weird. I'm like, dude, you, you know, you're packing heat. Why are you so weird? You right. know, but he was like. Okay. You know, I'm nervous little, about my giant penis. Could, could you imagine? 
Can you imagine? What a, what a I couldn't. I really couldn't. Let's not. We don't need to get into that. You know, let's just assume everybody here has a seven-inch dick. All right, let's just fucking move on. They're healthy assumptions. (laughs) (laughs) What was this podcast about again? Uh, something about like Godfather or something. Mm, Yes, the Goodfellas. The good. The the Cockfather. The good. The (laughs) Goodfather. Yeah, the Goodfather. Yeah. All right. The Good Daddy. So. Papa. (laughs) Papa. Papa. Uh, yeah, okay. We talked about Luca Brazzi. Uh, okay. What do you got in the opening scene? First so, I just kind of like the framing of it in general, because I think we opened up to, I think his name was Enzo. Was that, was mm-hmm. that the guy? So, like, we go... Oh, no, I'm sorry. The opening guy was uh, Amerigo Bonazera. Okay, Bonazera. okay. Yeah. Um, I, I'm going to apologize in advance, because I'm shite with names no, in general, fine. but... Um, I've only watched this movie 27 times, sure. probably, so... I don't know any Don't worry about it. Movie. But when, when when we're doing kind of, like, the, the opening <laughs> sequence, it's, like, the slow pan out as he's, like, kind of explaining, like, what happened to, like, his daughter. He's, like, you know, kind of pleading to the dawn or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's just this really nice, like, slow pan from, like, him... And then you get slowly to, like, the silhouette of, like, the Don just, like, sitting there, like, his hand on his face, like, just absorbing the information because this is the 13th guy asking him for a favor on the day of his daughter's wedding or whatever. Um, But it was just, like, this kind of just nice dramatic thing we set up with just, like, this dude, like, pleading his heart out to. And the Don, you know, we, we finally flip over and see him. And he's, like, processing the information. He's, like... But you come to me with disrespect. Mm-hmm. Like, we are not, like, friends. Like, you don't, like, you know, invite my me and my wife over for, like, dinner or anything, even though my wife is, like, the godmother to your child. Um, and it just, like, very immediately sets, like, this tone of, like, respect is demanded in his position and that that is the environment that they kind of work within. Um, and I feel like just through, like, the dialogue of the interaction in general, um, it does a lot of storytelling and kind of set up without having to know too much context Mm -hmm. you know it's the this is the guy like he will be willing to help you he will do things for you he'll you know grant you this favor on his daughter's wedding or whatever but the the respect must be commanded he's like you don't even call me godfather Mm. and you ask this request of me um and i just think fucking alpha no it is it absolutely is but it's because he he is a man commanding of that Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I just feel like this intro scene just does such a good, like, foundational setting of, like, why he's an important character, an important role in, like, the rest of the families um, and all, like, the interactions and kind of those uh, syndicates, if you want to call it. Yeah. Um, and it's incredible. Yeah, I mean, so, I mean, the thing with that, yeah, he demands the respect, but also a big value of his is uh, friendship in general. Yeah. You see, as we go into uh, The Godfather 2, um we tell stories about his origin a little bit and uh he's always just valued you know being friends with people he doesn't always want something from someone you know he's like friendship and then you know if you happen upon hard times i am i'm here for you as i would assume you would be here for me yeah it's that friendship inside loyalty something yes so so the fact that you know this guy kind of disowns him and then just comes to him on the day like kill for money that's what you do right yeah it's like i don't know yeah it's it's like the disrespectful it's like you don't acknowledge like who i am just what i can do right can i borrow 30 bucks yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) come to me in the day of my podcast and (laughs) (laughs) but you don't even even call me pod jason (laughs) you don't even call me podfather (laughs) podfather (laughs) 
Pod Jason, hey, can I borrow twenty dollars? I need cigarettes. Welcome to the Podfather. <laughs> um, yeah, just so, some of the fun stuff in that scene. One of the things I like is, and this is kind of a character development as we go along the movie, and kind of relates to the making of the movie. I like just funny quote starting off is Michael's talking to Kay because Michael's his war hero. He's back from the war. His dad wasn't exactly into it, which they don't go into that a lot. Into what? In the war? movie. It, the fact that his son went to fight in the war. Which side? <laughs> USA! USA! USA. Yeah. He, uh, he thought it was ridiculous to for him to go and fight for strangers. Is what they say in true. the book. And not, true. You know, you know, good point. They don't uh, heavily go into that. In, Japanese in the Japanese like, I will fight for my country. Right. Fuck a country, bro. <laughs> yeah, fuck a country, bro. But he uh he's back, he's got his girlfriend with him and they're sitting there eating and she's kinda just taking in all the sights, you know. Oh, I didn't this know you knew. bougie fantastic wedding that is occurring. Yeah. Like my wedding was fun, but this wedding was like the littest thing ever. Yeah. There's wine ever there's pitchers of wine yeah. on every table. Ridiculous there's, like, fruit in it. it. Looks great. I'm not a wine guy, but I bet that'd be tasty. Yeah. I hope. Um, I'll take a Coke. Because <laughs> I have Pepsi? No, I'll take water. <laughs> I'll, I'll take a pitcher of wine. No, do you have Coke? Coke. I want a Coke. You don't have Coke? <laughs> I'll take a water. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, you don't want a pitcher of wine? Nah, I'll take water. I, if I was at that wedding, I would definitely try the The wine looks tasty. Yeah. I mean, I've well, well, what's funny is like for the scenery. Sure. Yeah, but like throughout, like just really all three movies, it's just the same, like just red wine, just yeah. like almost Kool Aid looking wine. Yeah, that's just in everything. Yeah, it's great. But they have the fruit floating in it and stuff. I'd yeah. try that wine. Yeah, know? why not? Anyway, it looks tasty. It looks good. <laughs> it looks good. I'm gonna good. try the wine at the Godfather's wedding. <laughs> uh. Jerry Seinfeld. You're gonna be on my day of my daughter's <laughs> wedding. You don't try the wine. <laughs> Kramer comes in like, try the wine. <laughs> it's try, try the wine. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so caps off the story about Luca Brasi goes in there, holds a gun to his head, and his dad says, "You know, he assured him that either his brains or his signature would be on that contract." Yeah, big flex. And then she just kind of stares at him like, "What?" And then he's he goes, uh, that's a true story. <laughs> it just like goes away from him, yeah. You know, which I thought was funny. Um, and it's one of the few scenes where it seems like Michael and Kay are like normal people a little bit. Yes, and, then and it's all is, downhill. Is very much his transformations. This is Michael in the beginning, and he's almost he almost seems very meek, you know, just kind of slight. Um, and it kind of relates to the production of the movie because in the beginning they did not want Al Pacino in the movie. They kept trying to get him fired off the movie. Sure. So uh, it, it was kind of a... And so obviously by the end of the movie they know that this is going to be the guy. And so not only does his character go through this transformation, but the actor himself kind of goes, goes like, from this like, oh, I don't know if I should be here, if I am allowed to be here. And then by the end of the movie he's like, I'm here. I'm the guy, and also his character's gone through this transformation of, you know, I am the fucking, I'm now the godfather. Yeah. So, there's, uh, yeah. Yeah, probably a fortunate way just for that storytelling aspect, just for him to probably be doing a worse job at presenting himself in kind of those early scenes to a, I am the godfather. Yeah. 
Uh, and there's, I mean, for example, there's, and because this is how they want Michael portrayed, obviously, is just like he belongs uh, to that the throne, if you will. Yeah. You know, that his dad sat once sat on is that. So there's a deleted scene, which, of course, you know, I think it would have been valued in the movie. But, you know, he goes in his dad's office when he, he-, he hears that his dad has been shot. Sonny, that is. And he's making phone calls and whatnot. And he goes in the office and he kind of looks at his dad's chair and then he pulls up a chair to the side and sits there and does it on the phone. And so there's this hesitancy to, you know... Take that place. Take that, take that take responsibility. Yeah. And and so, you know, it, it was kind of a weird thing. Whereas, you know, Michael, there's never any, like, weird moment where Michael's like, hmm, should I? It's like, no, he's just, you know, he comes back from Italy and he's just the guy now. Yeah. So, I don't know. thought that was interesting. No, definitely. Uh, we talked about Luca Brazzi. What's up with these avocado chips, man? I feel like it's kind of weird uh, to talk about the Godfather and eat fucking avocado chips. I did chips. mean to leave those out because I keep forgetting every time you're over to have you try one. They are the They're worst. Terrible. They are the worst. Try, worst. And I wanted to see you try chips. one. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> you're going to get two chews into it. And you're going to be like, All this right. is the worst. They smell like fucking grass. Yeah. It's it's bad. I wanted to see you try it, though. Just so I you fucking hate trash like, it. I hate knockoff chips. You ever had kale chips? Those piss me off because people will be like, they're so good. It's like, are you fucking retarded? That was Jerry Seinfeld. I know, right? <laughs> I mean, at least it looks like an avocado. Is it really an avocado? Yeah, I believe so. Avocados. Okay, like seasoning. Freeze-dried. <laughs> see you look at the package for like a reason like why does it taste like this why is it so bad <laughs> and there's no reason oh you know what you're looking for it's the hint of lime that's what's getting you it's, oh dude it has such an aftertaste i know it's so and the texture it's, is I mean, just like, all wrong it's bad yeah that doesn't taste good man no product of chili I bet you the Chilean Chileans aren't walking around eating those. No, there's no, no. fucking Chilean. That's <laughs> that's, like, oh, that's why it's a product of it because they're exporting it. They why want it out of here. Why do Americans just here. take good things and destroy them? You know what I mean? We can't like even guacamole. This is why guacamole we can't have is nice supposed things. to be like fucking. It's supposed to be fucking avocado, maybe some lime, salt, boom, yep. maybe garlic. That's fucking guacamole. And we'll put onions and tomatoes in it. Look, it's got fucking. It's turning. Oh, it's avocado salad. Yeah, no, no, it's fucking yeah, avoc- well, avocado they... casserole. What the fuck are you doing? Yeah, like yeah, they say that you got guacamole su- salad as your side. Like at, at that Mexican is restaurants. disgusting. This yep, it's has bad. such an aftertaste. It's so bad. Holy, I need another one. This is so <laughs> fucking stupid. Holy it's shit! So I, need I need to eat more to get rid of the aftertaste and just get to the current I'm taste. I think of what it's like. T- it smells like bird food. I swear to God. me, it reminded me of cardboard. Yeah, eating it. It's like, oh, this is avocado flavored cardboard. Yeah, like like rabbit food. Having something. spent like, a lot of time eating cardboard, I'm I, not thinking yeah. how people are like, oh, yeah, they all eat lettuce, and it's like, oh, I don't eat rabbit food. No, like when if you go to Petland, and you go to like, uh, what is oh, what the fuck do rabbits eat? What's the um? They eat like these weird hay. pellets. No, the, no, the hay. What do they call that? The fucking there's the hay straw. You put no, not oh. straw. It's called a. Uh, it's it's some type of hay that you put down at the bottom of like. For rodents, right? Rodents and rabbits, you put it down at the bottom. Mm-hmm. A certain type of hay. Okay. This fucking smells like meat. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, 
That's so bad. It's so bad. That's so fucking bad. It's so bad. The boldness of him, I had like one of them, I think, and I was done. As soon as you like sunk your teeth into it, you looked at me like, no. Nope. It went right <laughs> into my teeth, too. It just stays there. It yeah. stays. Plant-based innovations. Yeah. Suck my dick. This is dog shit. <laughs> not sure how innovative it is. No. On a yeah. stock, dude. They should find yeah. a different innovation. It's not good. They should try again because they're not doing well. They failed. Well, enough of that uh, commercial for avocado chips. That was a uh, that was a hit piece. <laughs> That's what that was. One through ten, I'll give that a go back to Mexico. That is oh, <laughs> easy. <laughs> I'm gonna re-export that back Chile. to Chile because Chile, <laughs> yeah, Chile, Chile, Chile. All right. So the Godfather, no avocados, oranges, no avocados. Uh. One more thing. So there was a deleted scene, Jenko Abandondo. Uh, he's only mentioned once in this movie. Mm-hmm. There's a deleted scene where they go to the hospital and they're watching him die. He's dying of cancer. And who was he? And he won't make it. Uh, he was the original conciliary to Vito Corleone, the godfather. What the fuck did you say? The conciliary. Conciliary. Hey, conciliary mean? Advisor. No, she didn't. No. She didn't hear me right. She, she didn't, didn't hear me correctly. Right. Accents are hard. Conciliary. So, yeah, the, the counselor, the advisor to the. Oh, you could just to the guy. Well, I, that's what they say. It's in a the fancy movie. title, and it sounds cool as shit. Yeah. yeah Every like, time they say it, if I call it with you their, a janitor, or if I call you a janitor. I'd like rather be, yeah, be if I could get if I could get yeah. everyone to call me a janitor. Yeah, call me that thing. I yeah. work in. I'm an IT specialist. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, what are you? A, 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 Supervisor. Supervisor. <laughs> Supervisor. Supervisory. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so he was the conciliary before Tom. Tom is not yet the like the official conciliary when the movie starts. Um, it's because he's just filling in for Jenko, who died, who was there uh, when Vito started the olive oil business and all of that jazz. Um, the only time he's referenced in this movie is... You know, Sonny's yelling at Tom, and uh, he's like, "You're not a wartime conciliary, Papa Jenko, and look what I got." So that's a whole thing. Yeah. So, which is disrespectful because Tom is like the fucking goat. He's awesome. I love Tom. And then you know, if and, I had him as like a personal consultant throughout my life, I think I would just excel in everything I did. And he just, yeah, I mean, he he just takes care of everything. He's the fucking man. And then Michael at the end of the movie is like, "Now you're out, Tom." Yeah. You're just, but you're just a lawyer now. You find out, too, that that was for a reason. He wanted him to have a certain level of separation, so he knew he could trust him, and, which was also weird. Like, you're separated, so I know I can trust you. There's a weird yeah. dynamic going well, on Well, if, if I but, take you away from the, the main thing and I don't you know feel your tentacles <laughs> coming in trying to... He's got to go back for more. They're so bad. <laughs> this is like This is such a terrible sensation. <laughs> Addiction no, comes in many forms. It. He's addicted to pain. Sometimes you just need to hurt. Taste bud pain. Yeah. Uh, it's going right in, huh? Yeah, hey, you can take those home, buddy. It's, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you might not have to. You might eat them all before you leave here. It's just unbelievable. <laughs> How much did you fucking buy these for? I didn't. Uh, they were a uh, uh, Christmas gift. He's rough. Who got who uh, they're, these They were in a stocking for my in-laws, yes. You're- it was a stocking thing. They try to give me, like, new snacks 
because they don't try so to just give cool me a bunch of So it's cool when they do it, but every time I do a stalking thing, I have to get like a a warrant or something. And yours, like, you can't come. Your stalking has an L in the word, and this was a S T O C K I N G. Yes, I see. When you follow people, well, when I stalk and stuff her, okay. she's like usually pretty like. <laughs> she's usually like, oh my god, so. Yeah, and you, I don't know what. Which word that is exactly? But Stock and stuffer. Yeah, yeah, I'm just, yeah. It's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah, I really <laughs> do. I really do. I bet you do. I know you do. I'm gonna eat another one of these chips. <laughs> do it, man. Do it. <laughs> wow. Can I read the back? Actually, go ahead. <laughs> Bursting with good fats, fiber in the rich, creamy avocado flavor you love. Branch out avocado chips are the perfect nutritious snack to keep you fueled. Made with 100% pure avocados, these crispy, crunchy avocado slices are seasoned with sea salt and a hint of lime. Real avocado slices, dried and seasoned. Avocados are delicious and nutritious, but are rarely ripe when you need them. Don't worry! We've got you covered. Using our patented gentle dry technology, I gotta know what the fuck that is. We dry our avocados at low temperatures and the optimal ripeness for a convenient source of avocado goodness and energy-sustaining fats to keep you fueled throughout the day. Avocado chips are the ultimate superfood snack. How is there that much text on the back of that thing? That went on too long. Wrong! That bag. Everything on that bag. I I gotta look up. You guys keep going. I'm gonna look up this this shit on the internet. Can you look up uh, getting me a beer out of that fridge real quick, if you don't mind? That's a negative. <laughs> okay. Understood. <laughs> they got banana bites and avocado <laughs> bites. That is, <laughs> that is it, dog. The main two exports. Listen, we've though, got though? a lot of. Yeah, he b- wanted a beer out of We've the got a lot of bananas. I demand respect like the Godfather. I'll do something for you. Kiss the ring. Kiss the Don, ring. Don, Don, Don Harley, can you get me a beer out of the fridge on this the day of your... You come to me on the day that I eat these avocado chips. <laughs> Don Harleon. <laughs> you come to me on the day I try these avocado chips. I'll do it for you. But you're going to you're going to you're going to feed me that avocado chip. I I will feed you the avocado all chip. Right, all right. All right. about time, to have a moment here. Let's see. I'll trade you. Go ahead. Put the avocado chip in my mouth. You know where this was grown? Child. Or chili. I don't know how it's pronounced. Let me get the avocado. I'm Italian. Avocado. I don't, know these don't mind if I do. That was. <laughs> that one looked especially one not was... good. <laughs> really not good. It had a certain like like looked like it had a little bit of shell left yeah. on it. It did not look great. <laughs> that one really didn't taste good. You need, you need a, a spitting device. That was down the throat, buddy. Oh, okay. I'm not a pussy. Okay. I know how to eat avocados. I will pick it out of my teeth on camera, though. Yeah, that's fine. Um, they get stuck in your teeth immediately. Yeah, it, and it, it's caked in there. There's a reason. High fiber. I, I ate like three the first day because I was like, maybe I'll get into these, and then I was like, nope. It was. I tried. I really did. I mean, if I was like backpacking in the Himalayas, yeah, throw me a fucking avocado chip. Yeah. Throw me an avocado chip. If I was in the desert for three days, no food, no I water. Not go, I would not go avocado chip. If I was well, if that's all they got, though. You no, because of the, the hint of sea salt, uh, yeah, you're yeah, just going to dry yourself out. Yeah, exactly. Well, you got to retain the water you're about to drink, right? I don't know enough about sodium, how it works in your body. To well, don't you retain water with salt? I don't know. 
I'm confused. It was something you said to me once, so I'm just repeating. Okay, well, you knew that <laughs> was a lie. <laughs> Probably some bullshit. As soon as he said it. You told me. But. Well, no, it's not a lie, but like I don't know. If, I, think you'd, I think you'd sweat more. Yeah. I don't know. If I get the time, there's going to be a fun fact on screen. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, like, blood pressure, water retention, sodium, and sweating. If you look all those things up on Google, you'll find the answer. All right. I think. I don't know. I don't know. I've been eating too many avocado chips. My brain's not working. You he's, know what I mean? It's a superfood. He might it's die. It's a superfood. You know? Yeah, and you're drinking Celsius. I so mean. Another superfood. Another. He's drinking beer. Superfood. Honestly, the original superfood has got to be beer. <laughs> think about all the shit they had to put together to be like, holy shit. When you think about, yeah, what what was, what, I don't know. Okay, we're getting way off. <laughs> I like yeah, There's got to be uh, two parts. There's got to be three parts to this Godfather thing. Yeah, I mean, we're, yeah, we'll probably do like a break at some point. But we're not even like, I don't even think. We're not even 10% of the way through. The Have we started the movie? We uh, got through yeah, the first got, scene. We're in like the we're wedding like deleted stuff. scenes, right? Yeah, we've done a couple, All right. yeah. All right, All right, so we talked about Jack Waltz, so we can kind of skip that. Um, I mean, but what do you have? Do you have any any more stuff from the wedding slash the Jack Waltz stuff and in that general like first half hour there? Do you have any more? Uh, just a little bit talking about, I guess, like Michael's kind of like timidness um, in the initial scene. He seemed very insignificant in relation to like some of the other characters we had seen. He just didn't really seem like he mattered quite as much um, until much later on, um, which was interesting. Um, and then just the fact that I know too much now, but that Tom is the fucking goat and I love him. Yes. Um, and then uh, what I have is kind of starting off with Waltz and talking yeah, about go, the... Because we, we pretty much covered like what I had for Waltz, so sure. whatever you have well, for just, Waltz. Just the context of, you know, the uh, we talked about, like, you know, I made, you know, he was made an offer he couldn't refuse was like the story Michael was telling earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get to see that kind of acted out um, with somebody for uh, uh, the singing guy who Fontaine. Fontaine. Yes, yes, Johnny uh, Fontaine. Tony Fontaine. Um, Johnny, Johnny. Johnny, yeah. sorry. Um, so, like, we go through all that, and it's, like, this interaction. You know, Tom comes in, and he's like, hey, listen, I'm willing to be reasonable, but, like, it's a little bit of a you-need-to-do-it-this-thing. And uh, Waltz is just, like, not about it. He's got his own kind of personal feelings involved in this. He's pissed, which is understandable, but it's just the wrong answer. Um, and just the, uh, you know, he, he, he feels very, I think, untouchable in that moment that he's kind of arguing with Tom um, and then just the, the morning, it seemed like that was immediately after, um, he, he wakes up and he, you know, he's like, oh, there's blood on the covers. He flips the sheet over and he's got like his, you know, prized horse's head, you know, laying next to him there. Um, I, I, I think it just adds on to how well, like in the beginning chunk of this story, we just established such a solid foundation of, I guess, how the world operates almost around the Corleone family. The and, power. Yeah. That, yeah. that, that power. And, and, and I guess still a little bit of that, like respect it commands, you know, it's like you, you come to somebody, you make them an offer, you know, to like, Hey, like let's, can we get this to work? And you know, the, the, the blatant refusal and kind of the disrespect to that offer. And then like immediate repercussion. Like there is no, like I, you can't say no to that situation, to those characters because the implication afterwards is that they're going to take something away from you implicate you do something mm-hmm. um and you lose um and it's just a very like powerful way to continue telling a story but also just showing that these are the baddest people that you can have an interaction with and the fall from grace now that we're about to experience 
yeah. like fall from this power. This great fall from power is what goes on for the next two-ish hours, and then Michael regaining control and going, okay, well, you, we were down, and now you're all out. Yeah, we got to start getting some shit done. So, uh, yeah, pretty good. Nice little chunk there. Comments? <laughs> no comments. No comment. No comment. All right. Um, if we relate back to the Untouchables just for a moment, it's funny how it's just funny how we have in both movies the uh, newspaper headlines like the same night. Mm-hmm. It's like what was being a paperboy like back in the fucking forties? It, it awesome. there there wasn't even like a printing press like this shit had to have been hand drawn like the moment it happened like it was just live witness like ah. Yeah, I saw this shit go down. Just copy this and get it out there. Just throw it on the newsstand. Yeah, it, it, it like had to have been stories. that fast. The news, the the thing happens earlier in the day. It's on the fucking newsstand by that. Do you ever notice how like cliche the paperboy is though? Like the kid that's on the corner, like Mister Mister, like they were pushing. Fucking, do you think they were getting little commissions off of that? Like you got to think like, oh, go move these fucking newspapers. I'll give you a nickel if you don't sell any. Go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? Right, like, <laughs> right. That's got to be. Well, I mean, that's what I should start peddling. The, the, the kids had to buy the newspaper, and then they had oh. to they had to sell them all to make the profit, right? So, yeah, like, that's yeah, that's yeah. how the guy who's like, you know, getting all these kids to do it. It's like the kids have to buy basically all the newspapers, so he makes his profit immediately. Right. It's up to the kids to sell them all to make the living. This is before children labor laws. No, fuck right. them kids. I'm with you, buddy. And if you're, I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, easy. <laughs> if you're Waltz. Let's yeah. go back. I'll do that uh, goo-wop fucking line again. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, let's do it. Come on. I, I got another one. Yeah, let's do it. I'll go fucking second take here. You <clears throat> Papa New Guinea. I got to get into it. <clears throat> Papa New Guinea. Listen, Papa New Guinea. I don't care how many dago guinea-wop greaseball goombas come out of the woodwork. I'm German-Irish. But let me tell you something, my Kraut Mick friend. That nah, needs some work, but yeah, we'll get it better. I don't really, you know, I don't have like, uh, I, got, I got enough Jersey in me to know how, like, yeah. what it's like. You can do a Jersey like, Italian. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? But like, past that, it's. And everybody can do a Don, you know, like the. Come to me. <sighs> you just gotta strain your voice. That's all. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really easy. Yeah. Yeah. What about like an Indian Don? You come to me on the day of my daughter's wedding. <laughs> I will fucking kill you. <laughs> Why? That's good, isn't it? Uh, I'm sure it works on Ooh, the it doesn't on the on the Tubi only offends white people on the Tubi on the Tubi TV the version of The Godfather. I'm sure that's leave the gun, take the curry. Yeah. <laughs> Leave the gun, take the curry. <laughs> Water. <laughs> Anthony. Yeah, anyway. Uh, Give me, actually, let me do going? that goo-off thing in an Indian accent. Let me do it again. <laughs> let me do it one more time. I don't have much to offer here, man. I'm here for, like, commi- like you know. Wait, we can weird cut it if it's too bad. <laughs> no, dude, I'm, I'm, it's a good Indian No, accent. no, I'm it's with good, you. I'm with you. Listen, listen, listen. I don't care how many Dago Guinea Wap Grishbar Goombas come out of the woodwork. I'm German Irish. Well, let me tell you something, my crowd, my friend. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> That's pretty good. 
It's good. <laughs> In an alternate universe, Godfather. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am there. I am there. I'm trying to think. I am there. I can. I, I can't think of something with black. But it's, there's got to be some cool, like, you know. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. I'm going to make you an offer you cannot refuse. No, what the fuck would you call the Godfather in India? Oh. I didn't think of it. I don't know. The Bombay Master. Nah. I don't know. I don't got it. I don't know enough about India. I am the Body Master. Or Body Father. There you go. That's good enough, right? The Hindu Father. I don't know. That's racist. (laughs) (laughs) That's racist! (laughs) Out of everything we've done today, that's it. You've drawn the line. That's racist. You've crossed it. I don't think there's anything inherently racist about an accent. Especially a good one. I, yeah, it's fun. It was a good time. Except for a black accent. That's definitely... I don't I don't have confidence that there is one. That's, see, there we go. See, he's protecting himself. I like that. He's a smart man. <laughs> she. No, I'm kidding. All right. We're done. we're done there. We're done there. All right. It is Mob March. You know, Black History Month's over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. All right. Dude, you don't like uncensored comedy? Dude, this is a podcast. You know what I mean? It's not the radio. Dude. Yeah, but people don't like us enough to be uncensored. Dude, listen. Nobody. I'm no one's listening. Nobody is listening. <laughs> if you're listening, leave a comment now and tell us what, Let me know if why. Th- why? No, if you think that was funny, like just no, tell it was Jason funny. I think it was himself. funny. This isn't me uncomfortable. You 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 misinterpret me as uncomfortable sometimes where sometimes I'm just kind of laughing and I'm thinking of how to move forward from that thing. Well, let me help you segue. <laughs> All right, so oranges. Orange, you glad I didn't say. But we're, we're not going <laughs> to talk about uh, uh, Salazzo and and all the. Oh stuff. sure, good, sure. What you got on it? Well, uh, the what we will come up to is a little bit of discussions. Like, yeah, we got this dude Salazzo. He wants uh, a bit of money, uh, some protection, and uh, he wants us to get in on some drugs. Mm-hmm. And uh, Tom is like, shit, like, I have so much foresight right now. We're going to make so much money <laughs> off of Is this the foresight? <laughs> what? He said, I've got so much foresight okay, right now. Being this is the opposite of foresight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's That was like a, yeah, we don't have foresight way of saying, oh, I have so much foresight right oh, now. Oh, I see. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. Um, that, that we're going to. Slash, it was kind of a foreskin joke. Okay. Right? Okay. Th- no, that was reading too much into it for sure. <laughs> I don't think that many steps ahead. Um, but no, like, you know, he's talking about, it's like, Hey, like this, this is kind of the move. If we don't act on this now, if we don't get into like the narcotics industry at this point in time, cause we're in 1945, 1945. So it's like, if we don't get in on the narcotics side right now, then like the other major families are going to, and we're essentially going to be left behind. And, and Don Corleone's perspective, um, and, and kind of this interaction that they end up having with Salazzo is good. Am I saying that right? Salazzo? They say Salozzo in the movie. Salozzo. I'm sorry. Yeah. Again, I'm going to say everyone's name awful if I it's even remember fine. it. But um, the interaction they have with him is like, A, I understand like this is probably like a very profitable thing. It's probably a little bit of future-proofing yourself. But uh, Don Corleone was not interested in uh, pretty much putting like his like the political figures that he had good relationships with at risk there, mm-hmm. um, which seemed to be kind of his as we get on later into the story, kind of like his, uh, his stronghold, I guess, was having all those political main, affiliations. Yeah, the main thing that gives him Because um, yeah. they, they make several mentions about all of the politicians in his pocket 
like so many nickels, so many and, dimes, nickels and dimes, which yeah. was a, a very excellent way to put that statement. But it was just the you have all these connections and relationships yeah. um, that you can maintain, and then just his, you know, maybe in his later age, in the later stage of you know uh, managing the family or whatever, he is looking at low risk ways to continue operating. He's mm-hmm. not willing to take these great risks, especially if he's not entirely sure he knows enough to actually see it all the way through kind of thing. Yeah. Um, which I feel like is, is maybe some of the vibe that we get, um, you know, in, in this interaction with, uh, Solozo and, uh, just immediate retaliation of, uh, well, if, if you're not going to agree to my deal, I'm just going to kill you. I'm just going to kill you. And so what was, um, supposed to be the, the big thing with why that deal went awry like that, um, is the fact that Sonny butts in when they're in that meeting. Yeah. When they're saying, you know, and, you know, the Don's just like, hey, no, like, you know, thanks, but no thanks. Mm-hmm. I think this is a dangerous business, uh, yada, yada. And then he's like, well, I can guarantee your investment. And then, you know, Sonny jumps in and he goes, whoa, hold on. You mean that the Italians are going to? And then Vito's like, ah. And then it's all awkward in the room. You pan to, you know, a few different Everyone's guys uncomfortable. in the room. And everybody's like, ooh, that was not good no right. you don't and speak so then, out of turn in that type of interaction yeah and so then when um tom is kidnapped later um you know so that's the main thing Solozo is saying is he's like he's like sonny was hot for my deal yeah he's like make so, it happen right but then the other thing is the funny thing is you know sonny's reputation is a hothead so you're gonna kill his dad and then be like so you want to do that deal now yeah which seems like well, it's it's almost you know. faith in the rest of the organization to like cool him down and be like, hey, you can't, we can't afford, like the family can't afford to take this kind of, you know, retaliation against this and hunt everyone down because it's going to cause this full out war, right? And we're just going to lose a lot more than it's worth. But what um, he didn't think <laughs> was Sonny was going to be enough of a hothead to just run this organization into the ground by going to war for yeah. years on end. So this is fine. It's all good. Anything else uh, between that and the Don dying? Uh, da, 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 Not dying. Uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that'd be a long gap. <laughs> no, get, just that it was shot. a very savage and calculated move to basically take the Don out just to get someone next in line who seemed more willing to do business with you and just seems very like almost like old shogunate. Like, hey, listen, your master, he ain't about it, but you, you know what's good. I'm going to take out your master and then we can do business. And it's right. just like this endless tree of people just taking each other out because they know someone else who's more willing to be your idiot. Yeah. Um, so it's just really what interesting. Was the word? You said Shogunate? Shogunate. Oh, Shogunate. Yeah. Kind of like a, like I'll probably put it on screen too. Who knows what the fuck that means, but I've heard it. If you know what Shogunate means, please comment, subscribe, and uh, donate to our Patreon. That doesn't exist. What does shogunate mean? Well, it's like the shogun. It's like yeah, oh, like Jap- like Asian yeah. Japanese type of like uh, honor. That's what I'm guessing. Code. Well, the, the the shogun, I guess, would have been kind of like a maybe more like a lord rather than more of like a political figure. He's just see. like a, a guy oh, who. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. All right. I remember feudalism back in like middle school. Okay. Yeah. All right. Cool. No, I'm I'm definitely making a stretch here. I'm sorry. Should be in text probably no right it's okay here. don't let's not no it's <laughs> not okay. apologize no, I mean, it's okay no it's a very i just i'm just kind of you know 
very forgetful and more stupid. So I like to ask questions and no. you know be a little bit more um, up to par, up to snuff, some may say. Snuff. Yeah, up snuff. to snuff, some may say. You gotta remember, I work with like. Um, uh, you work with people. I, you know, I didn't want to finish my sentence, so yeah. we'll we'll continue. <laughs> is this a recorded line? <laughs> is this a recorded? Hello? Continuing. Hello, prank call, prank call, prank call, prank call, prank call. Don't call back. <laughs> Pulpers. Anyway. All right. So when he gets shot, we have oranges, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, Aren't you glad he didn't get shot? <laughs> He got shot five times. He would have oh. he would have liked to have been glad. Yeah, but he survives somehow with forties medicine. So, which seemed Kudos odd, just to him. given the framing of the scene. Like this, uh, I, I think about a, a scene we see later on where, or I guess it was that deleted scene where it's like accurate within five feet or whatever, and uh, like both of those dudes who rolled up uh, were within like five feet. Yeah, and both unloaded completely. So like at least at minimum six shots per gun. And they hit him with five. <laughs> and they hit so him they with five. Six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, missed like seven. Of them. Yeah. So mildly so. embarrassing for those guys who, those those would not. I I feel like I would send my top men for that kind of you know mission. Taking out the boss. Yeah. Of like the biggest crime family in the city. Yeah. yeah. Probably. Uh, but I just kind of thought it dumb that he. Ran towards the car rather than just away from the danger in general. Sure. He basically just raced them to the car. But that's just me being a dick. Sure. I feel like I'm kind of dressed for the Godfather today. I really do. Like, I feel you, like... Yeah. I feel like I got, like, the... You know, it is kind of a dad look. You know, I got the, the polo tucked into the jeans. Right. Yeah. I know they probably can't hear me very well, but... You know, I feel like a bit of a Don. I feel like a bit of a Don today, you know? Yeah, the guy. You're more of a you're more of a Tony Soprano Don, you know, with the polos. Yeah, because this Don's always like in his like suit and everything. Because it's because it's the fourth. The fuck did you just call me? Tony Soprano. You call me a Tony Soprano? Indeed. Don't you fucking just call me? It's a compliment. I appreciate that. Thank you, Tony. Yeah, very much. Uh, what the fuck you looking at, you schmuck? <laughs> I'm looking at Tony Soprano. Looking apparently. at Tony Soprano? Yeah. You looking at fucking Tony Soprano? Yeah. This isn't even a Tony Soprano, but I mean it's close enough, right? It was whichever guy was talking about Joe Pesci in the Breaking Bad <laughs> season two. I'm saying at, Joe Pesci. Are you looking at Tony Soprano right now? Are you looking at me, Tony Soprano? At my bar, bada bing, bada boom, bada bing, bada boom. Very good. Very good. So anyways, uh, he doesn't die. He did not die. Despite all bullet entry and exit wounds in him. He did not die. Uh, again, I think he should have ran away from the danger rather than race them to the car. He's old. He probably shouldn't race anybody. No. Um, he should have dip, dodge, duck, dived, and... Dodged. Dodged. Just dodgeballed. Um, so there's kind of a more drawn-out scene in the book slash the deleted scenes where he calls a guy about phone records. I see why they left it out of the movie because it is like a little bit... Roll. Yeah. It's a mild plot point, but we I get mean, the gist of... You're already at three hours, so I get why you leave some of this stuff out. They This is one of the rare scenarios to me where the movie is actually better, in, better than the book. I've never heard anybody say the book's so much better than the movie is with, in relation to this specific movie. Because mm-hmm. everybody says that about everything else. Well, oh, sure, because so this one's got... Again, 33% of the book dedicated to her giant vagina. 
the vagina and then like most of it's about like johnny fontaine trying to make it in the movie business and it's he's like it it's just the whole thing the wife he's breaking up with wants to 69 more than have sex <laughs> like dude they just it's a whole stupid thing why is this relevant i don't know <laughs> is it because it's not we need to fill pages damn it yeah I, start I writing fan fiction somewhere in there i get 12 the 69 <laughs> again i think mario puzo there i was with was her just gaping just ginormous grand canyon while centimeters from my face while her grand canyon rested upon my lips her mouth was on my member member the gold member gold member is this a crossover with the old bond stuff nice and austin powers my chest hair was stuck in her necklace <laughs> It was uncomfortable, but I kind of liked it. Also, the Godfather just walked in. Let's talk to him. <laughs> What's up, Don? Where's I'm... Blofeld? <laughs> Damn, wrong movie. Yeah. Uh, what's up, Don? <laughs> it's like Space Jam. <laughs> There's too much going on. Just multiverse of madness. Yeah, Bugs over Bunny here. and James Bond are fucking the dog. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Scooby Doo's in the corner, like run for Raggy, like Zoink Scoob. He's getting fucked in the ass. Oh my god, what is going on? This movie is crazy. What's what? happening in here? Are those oranges oh on the my table? Rocky <laughs> spoil. Jesus Christ! I think I want to join the sixty-nine. <laughs> is this the sixty-nine room? Water. Joe Pesci. Joe <laughs> Pesci. Holy fuck, dude. Joe that is Pesci. Like, that is really funny. I, like, imagine in my head this Space Jam, like, fucking. And then LeBron James is, like, over just dribbling. <laughs> He's like, shit. Crossing over. Oh, yeah, man. good stuff. He's crossing over it's some too Indian much. godfather. Bugs Bunny's like, watch out. Sean Connery runs halfway down the court. He's like, enough of this running shit. <laughs> enough of this running shit. Welcome to a content crisis. Holy shit. <laughs> there it was. That there was the was. content crisis. Really Shut it down now. This is the last episode. <laughs> Shut the laptop. We're done. There really is a space jam of fucking movies going on right now. We have, it really is. My brain is a fucking Pandora's box of movies at this point. Sponsored by avocado chips. <laughs> <laughs> and Celsius. And Budweiser. Listen. What are those over there? Did you? What's up? What is it? Are those pretzels? Yeah, uh, we got buffalo pistachios and there's uh, some spicy pretzels. Oh, okay. Um, those probably taste good. I don't want to. I like pain. You know, I like yeah. a little bit like oh, this tastes like shit. You know, what I, I don't mean? think I have anything else painful. In... Oh, you know, I do have some bad Taco Supreme uh, Taco Bell sunflower seeds. Oh no, thank you. I've, I've yeah, got some. No They're going good with your minty gum. You've got some glasses. Is that what you said? How do you fucking? I don't How like do them. Flavor at all. Taco Supreme. It's not. It, I know what it's, it tastes it's not like. Cumin. I know it's just cumin. What it tastes like to me is, uh, you know, when you make like home tacos, you get the little seasoning packet, you do the ground beef. Yeah. Sure. It's uh, it tastes like somebody just dumped that in there. Yeah, mm. that's probably exactly. Yeah, it's just yeah. Well, they 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 throw it in a pan and they bake it and then they put it in the bag because it, it has yeah, to adhere that. to the shell. Wait, wait, wait. You don't wait, want wait, it wait, with wait, the wait, minty wait. gum? Can I read the back? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> this is crazy. It says. Huge seeds. Can you do double it? Double flavored. Wait, you want yeah. to do it in a what? Doing a voice. In a voice? Yeah. 
<laughs> this is uh, this might be a little close to racist. <clears throat> let's go. Let's go, Connery. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Gracias, amigo. Huge. No, I can't even do it. Let's just, right. just go Connery. Just Connery? go Connery. Yes. <laughs> yes, I was fucking you in the mouth. Wait, you want me to read the back? Okay, here it is. Huge Siege. Double flavor. In collaboration with the Taco Bell Taco Geniuses. We don't do small. We start with big seeds. Fire roast them for a big kernel crunch. And season each seed with the biggest flavors imaginable. Big. It's how we roll. Check out all our flavors. Bigs.com. Yeah, that's this is that wasn't my greatest Connery. And I'm hungry. Not, definitely. Let me smell them. These smell like the avocado chips. I swear <laughs> to God. Uh, smell it them. Smells like the seasoning factor, but. I don't know. Maybe it's because I have the mint gum. I don't know. No, that, those smell different. Do that? Yeah, yeah probably, it could be the mint gum. Yeah. Maybe you still got that avocado just in your palate, you know. Probably. I, I think you might just be smelling plastic bag. Is, is, is that what, what you're I'm doing? Maybe, maybe, yeah. Yeah. Do you have COVID I mean, right now? I, there's, there's definitely hints of plastic bag. I think in both of these, but. Um. All right, let me, let me get this mint gum out and try these big. <laughs> let me clear this my. It's gonna a turn into a podcast. Yeah. About you, what? What do you well, want? Yeah, yeah, give him an yeah, avocado yeah. chip to clear his. Yeah, let's go avocado chip to clear my fucking. No, mouth. hey, you know what? Taco Bell sunflower seeds mixed with an avocado chip. <laughs> yeah, right. So let me ask. Oh yeah, it just tastes like fucking. Yeah, it literally tastes like. It tastes like just, a taco. You just dipped it. Like you fun dipped a fucking taco seasoning packet. <laughs> so, quick question about sunflower seeds: Like, do you just like chew and eat the whole thing, or like you supposed to get to the you seed in the shell the and you uh, shell? You get rid of the shell. Okay, because like he just like threw all that in there, and I feel like I right, would yeah, I would not... carefully bite out the shell and just get the seed in there. Yeah, I mean he hasn't swallowed anything. No, but just yeah. I don't I don't think I have the intelligence to like sort out in my mouth. I want this part of this, but not this part of this. Not using your mouth enough. I'm about to say, how do you eat pussy? How? <laughs> I just lick it. I'm, I just lick it and lick it and lick it. And I, I apologize. There aren't, there aren't parts of the pussy that I'm like, I'm going to put that in this side of my mouth <laughs> so I can spit it out later. He's not literally eating. <laughs> I am devouring the pussy. <laughs> Pussy is objective based, okay? It's more the- of a term eating the pussy. It's, uh, yeah. <laughs> so much literal you guys ever heard the old like cheat code like just do the alphabet oh yeah triangle triangle square circle x l1 l1 down up i still do it i still do the konami code on that shit for real i swear to god i still do up down left right ba up down left right no it's like i gotta do a little something with it you know a b c d e f g yeah usually by like f she's like let's move on yeah i think uh I don't know how deep we're going to talk about oral here, but I think oral is more of like that that beginning of relationship activity. And then I think after a while, like it's a nice treat once in a while, but I think after a while, it's just kind of like, hey, let's just um, let's do the thing, you know, like the, the uh, whole shebang. She bang, she bang. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I got fucking seeds in my mouth. These things aren't that bad. Like, 
They're not that bad. I, just like, I would I just like sunflower. rather. I sunflower seed to yeah, I would just. Them? I don't. I don't want them. Can you please get them out of my face before I eat a bunch? Remove of them. them. I have a whole cheek full of fucking. <laughs> I have a cheek full of fucking sunflower. I'm loving it. I want you to keep. I want you to have two cheeks full. If we could do anything with this podcast, it's just gonna be Harley doing weird shit Harley the whole time with a bunch of sunflower seeds in his cheekbone. I like the snack idea though. Like different types just, of weird just find stupid shitty snacks, snacks and be <laughs> yeah. like, here, try this. <laughs> you know, fucking, these are fucking terrible, though. Yeah, they're, they're not great. I like my thing. My favorite are uh, the dill pickle. Yeah, flavored. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we we could do a stupid Friday mini series where it's just twenty minutes of, hey, we ordered some weird snacks yeah. from across the country, across the world, and listen or, to our live reactions get, of how shitty these are. I just get shitty, like weird, like. T- I'm sure even stuff. just like subscription yeah. box, like we could just get something every month, do one episode, and yeah. just be like, "Here's some weird Japanese jalapeno tofu snack candy." I like oh, I have some stuff. shitty. Do you want to try? It? I yeah. heard this was some shit. <laughs> Didn't even hear what it is. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Not so, xylotl. I have a friend that I play music with. He was in Korea, and. It's just called xylitol, and he said it's like the shit they make gum out of. He said, but it gets uh, it gets like oddly squishy really fast, like kind of starts deteriorating. So is it gum? Yeah. This is Korean. That's what he told me. Yeah. But the words are in English. It says Japan. He went to Korea. I don't know what to tell you. It's close. <laughs> it's not bad minty wise. It says lime mint. He said it gets really bad, like, when you chew it for, you know, it's like, once the flavor goes away, he said it gets really, like, it starts deteriorating really quick. So I'm just going to have tissues at the ready. You're not going to try one? Luke's? No, no, because I, oh, I want right. to continue enjoying my beer. beer. I got it. And uh, I, I wouldn't do anything to dare solely the good Budweiser. <laughs> the good name of Budweiser. How dare I? So anyway, let's chew this till it gets shitty and talk about the Godfather. Yeah, why don't we talk about the Godfather for a little bit here? Yeah, I never Serving saw size it. two pellets. You, oh, you wow. give me one pellet here. Yeah, my bad. I ain't read the label. You've been served now. Here are your papers. I'm suing content crisis. <laughs> I was sued Zalatol. I was underserved. Um. Okay. Where were we? Where are you? Uh, what do and I have written I'm down here? I'm so sorry. Oh, We're talking about Zalazo. People got shot. We needed the phone records. Yep. Oh, and, oh, and we talked about the veto. That was the main point of this note was the veto office deleted scene with the chair. So we kind of covered that earlier in the beginning. So, mm-hmm. um, what did you think of uh, Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes? As, as far the as the message, like the messaging with the fish and the vests and everything. It's just kind of funny to me where it was like, oh, they just know that's like his bulletproof vest. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, with at least uh, uh, Don Corleone, um, he probably had been familiar enough with Luca that he kind of knew what his like get up was. But he was in the hospital. Hmm. I mean, maybe Clemenza's familiar enough, but because uh, like, no, you're Sonny right. goes, what the hell is this? And then Clemenza's, and Clemenza's like, the means- one, yeah. It means Luca Brasi sleeps with the fish. But I guess uh, maybe that could have been the logic trail of like he was the only like guy we had sent out for a thing. You know what I mean? They they, they might not have had any ongoing objectives at that point because they were trying to play it low key. Sure. So like they they were able to at least you know connect that dot 
Also, I mean, Luca Brasi is like nine foot fourteen, so it was probably a very large bulletproof vest, and it's true. He's a big boy. I feel yep. like we're just kind of smacking this Korean gum into the mic. I feel it's getting very squishy. Very. I'm not gonna lie. Is, when I is, when yeah. I have to go back and like Reese edit is, these as videos, I look at like the you know the the audio peak sometimes, and I'll go to one and it's just. Well, I know I am a gum smacker habitually. Yeah. It, I mean, it helps with the. I don't get like a dry throat if I keep chewing gum. You know. Sure. I I'm use. Good on that. I use the good power of Budweiser, an American drink. I'm gonna wait till it gets like shitty. Shit. Right, that's okay. Like, dude, if, you, if if this is your only option for gum, like this is. Yeah. There are worse. This options. is pretty. Yeah. There's definitely worse options. Yeah. Definitely worse options. I mean, like avocado chips. Hubba Bubba, I think, comes to mind. I'm bringing some of these fucking. I'm. I'm bringing it. I'll, I'll tell you off. I'll tell you off podcast. Okay. I'll bring something. And you'll be like, this This is candy. <laughs> but I, I don't want to preface that with any. I don't want to offend anybody. You know? Okay. Even though I just crazy Indian action for quite some time. Some lines we won't cross. Yeah, some lines. We'll cross most of them. <laughs> but not some of them. Uh, yeah, the fish in the vest. Uh, I had a thing to say. I forget it, though. All right. Well... You said a thing. It made me think of a thing. We're talking about Luca Brasi. He's a very giant man. The Sicilian message. Yeah. Um, Clemenza had to have been the only one who understood it. Maybe there weren't a lot of objectives going oh, on. I was going to say a thing about the office. They're all sitting there, you know, just talking. And I just kind of enjoyed the whole crosstalk thing between them where it was like, like the one comment is, uh, which is mentioned in the book, but he's like, I think Clemenza's like, ah, maybe he slept over with a broad. And then Tom Hagen's like, Luca never sleeps over with a broad. He always comes home when he's done. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like an odd fun fact to know about your buddy, Luca. Yeah. Well, I mean, granted, he did seem like a pretty socially awkward guy. So I can't imagine his like after pillow talk was really anything anyone would want in their life. So what do you do? I kill people. Okay. Who are your friends? Don Corleone. That's it. Cool. Well, I'm going to get a shower. Maybe yeah. you should go. You should. <laughs> Maybe you'd find your way out the door. That wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Uh, all right. Something about um, just like the era and just like all the... Yeah. Um, the era and the way that there's just all the smooth talking with these... Like, I just... I don't know. For whatever reason, I just love this movie and i could watch it mm. all the time um i don't know why all that made me think of the poly part of this but you know they're all still sitting in that office and Polly walks in like hey i thought i told you you know watch the door or whatever he's like oh there's a guy up front he's got a package and like Polly's like very so obviously just faking the whole sick thing he's just got like the tissue and he's like yeah <clears throat> you know and it's like okay man yeah, I got it. Yeah, you're you're faking. You're the you're the rat. And uh, you know, but Sonny just like kind of smooth talks. Like, hey, you're gonna be all right. Yeah, I want you to hang out. You you can get something to eat. He's like, why don't you get like, a drink? Before you get some, some scotch. Get some, you up. get some brandy. You know, sweat it out. Yeah. He's like, yeah, maybe I'll do that. And he shuts the door, and then he just turns to Clemenza. He's like, I want you, I want you to deal with that tomorrow, like immediately. Yeah. I want you to take care of him. He betrayed the dawn. Well, it's, it's like those small affirmations, you know? It's like when you have, like, that shit friend, and you're just like, you know what? He's he's doing the stupidest shit, and you call him out on it a little bit, but, like, in a nice, friendly way. And he goes, walks away, and he's like, that fucking son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I knew it! Exactly. Sold me out. 
Guy sold me out. You're talking about me now? Talking about me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fuck. Right in front of you, too. Yeah. I want to give you that $30 earlier in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I do owe you a little bit of money. I'm sorry. Well, I, I didn't tell you how quick the interest piles up. It's like 8 billion yen right now. Oh, it's yen? Yeah. <laughs> I can't even spell yen. I'll wait. Did you go to school? <laughs> it's like a three-letter word, right? Ah, forget about it. Yeah, me too. All right. Mob March. Mob March. It's good Here times. We Here we are. What, when is this getting released? I, I want to... In March. It'll be the second Sunday of March. The Lord's Day, if you will. Why? What's up? <laughs> he knows. He knows. Uh, How much the interest will be by then? Yeah. 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 He knows. I don't know what's happening right now. I'm kind of lost. So, so here it is, right? So when me and Jason came in here, right? Mm-hmm. You got something. Okay, so listen, when, when me and Harley came in, okay, we were going to do we this thing. We were going to do this crazy thing, right? And I looked at him like, uh, and he was going to be like, uh, you know what I mean? So, uh-huh. Oh, like I was going to get whacked? What? No, so it was going to be this thing where it's like I'd come in and i like start talking about right, this. Right, so he was going to start talking, right, and right. I was going to be like, what? And I was going to ask for 30 bucks, and yeah, then he's yeah, going to yeah. be like, I'm going to kill you. And then he's, I was going to say that thing about, I can't spell yen, and then like. You know, and it was a callback yeah. to the hill. No, okay, so podcast, it's like it's like yeah. when you start telling a story, and it's like, no, you tell yeah, a story kind of thing, yeah. and then I start going in, and then like all of a sudden, it's all like, all of oh. a sudden, I cut him off. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, why the fuck? Shut the fuck up! Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch this movie. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, why the fuck am I talking if he's just gonna say gotta the whole keep thing? Keep talking. Right. Oh, God, sorry. I, sorry. And then he fucks it up because he doesn't know what he's doing. I don't know what he's. See? Yeah, he doesn't know. No, I don't know. He didn't watch the didn't fucking watch the movie. movie. Yeah, I didn't watch the movie. I didn't watch it. I, I didn't I watch it either. I've never seen The Godfather. Movie. Never. You no, these <laughs> extremely detailed notes. <laughs> I, I've never watched. I've, it. I, all these are from Reddit. I've I've not seen a moment of Good it. Good job. I Good. just typed. I feel like it they... might have taken you longer <laughs> to research Reddit for all those notes than if you just watched the movie. I don't know about that. <laughs> I just I pornhubbed Godfather and I got most of like the <laughs> yeah. There's a guy. There's a there's a oh there there's the big pussy they're talking about. <laughs> You're gonna come on my face on the day of my wedding. <laughs> Wait, hold on. That's the Don talking. So yeah, is someone was, coming on his face? It's kind of gay. It I was, feel like we're messing up the power dynamic of this family right off the porn bat. Porn has gotten really boring. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's a respect thing for coming on the face. It's all you. You're right. I wouldn't get you it. Don't was live, for it. You don't live in he the porn underworld, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you wouldn't you get it. You got no idea. I mean, you. see, because here's Just, the thing uh, the porn uh, underworld. You tell them. <laughs> that's, right. that's where the setup sucks. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so that's the thing about the porn underworld, Okay, right? so, but you, respect <laughs> is shown by coming on the superior man's face. So, I mean, would that be you in, <laughs> in this situation? Like, do you want to just... You've never taken a good nut before, Jason? Are you serious? Listen, so here's how it works, okay? So when you're sitting there, right, and you're like, uh, and it's like, what? You know, you got all over the place. Sure, right. you're you three know? to ten dicks. Tyler, go and tell him. When you're jerking all these guys <laughs> yeah. off all over the place, it's the best show of respect Fuck to just... Yeah. 
Bukaki yourself. Because yeah, they yeah, need yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. They need you. You are the source. You are the source of their If they don't have you, they have nothing. Exactly. Yeah. I see. Nothing. Yeah, you may or may nothing. not be a, you may Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> you will be nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you may or may not be a Kleenex at that point. Mm. But listen, man. You've got value in this world, man. You've got value. Okay? Look at yourself in the mirror and say, I can do it. Right? So, I, I think Go my... Go to church every Sunday. Look at the Lord in his face and say, I am that paper towel of a sure. man. No, I, I, I think my biggest mistake was I was looking at the Godfather not through cum-tinted glasses. <laughs> and and now that I can, I see... You did say that the Godfather was gay when we went into this. <laughs> Jason tried to trick me up and was like, oh, yeah, like also that's his lover. And I'm like... I knew, I kind of knew. I was like, I don't Dude, think he's gay. And then I we could have fucked him up so bad <laughs> on just like watching that one baptism clip. <laughs> yeah. And just total all ridiculous no shit. Context. And we'd be talking about stuff and you're like, wait, wait, wait so where's the gay lover? They good. come later. <laughs> yeah. They all come later. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. We made it here. Made it to the end of the movie. <laughs> what are we like? Forty-five minutes into the movie at this point, <laughs> we've got about two hours and some change hey, left. I really here do we need go. The boogie here soon. Yeah. Though, you, hey, so. no. If you gotta go, uh, this would be a good time. Just take a pause, and then uh, Jason and I come back, and knock the rest of the shit out. We'll say our goodbyes to old Harls over here, aka the snack master. The snack master, aka the cum father. The cum father. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go make some butter chicken and curry. Thank you so much for having me. Indeed, that's uh, it's, it's, it's great to have you. Yes, thank it's really you. great thank to have you. Sean. Thank you for yes, being on the I show. I need to do your own accent. My own <laughs> accent. Doing, I only know the one. But he's doing Sean. I'm doing Indian Man Number Two. Can, can I do the white guy accent? I, I got no, that one down. Do shaggy before. Go, oh yeah, you can do Shaggy. Yeah, I can do Shaggy. I can do Scooby. Okay, be Scooby. Oh, Scooby yeah, yeah. whatever. Oh my God! Jesus fuck. Wait for me on the show, Marty. <laughs> such a bad Scooby. Yes, uh, yes. Uh, we we thank you for being on the show, and oh, I I apologize that you felt threatened by my no, re- my retarded <laughs> dog. All right, dog. We'll take a break real quick. Thank and, you very uh, yeah. much. We are back for part. Well, not part two. We just took a break. Yeah. Here I am over complicating things over here. It's the second act, really. Yeah. But not the part two. Sure. All right. So, Harley had to go. Uh, we'll probably actually talk about The Godfather this time around. <laughs> uh, but that was a lot of fun. So. Truly. Truly a lot of fun. Truly. But not sponsored by Truly, which <laughs> is a common misconception. Exactly. we got to watch our words here. We're really... Confusing the sponsors. A, a mild thing here. Do we want to mute our other audio channel just so it's not? Oh yeah, you're right. I didn't even think about that. Now that I've swapped seats and and messed up the whole thing. Well, yeah. It'll mean nothing just for this last section. But yeah, yeah. it'll it'll capture the first You'll one and everything. It out. So it's that fine. that second track's really for you. Yeah, the labeled tracks. So. It, it, you know, yeah. we don't have to I like a certain it. level of complexity when I go back and edit <laughs> videos, so. I'll start throwing wrenches at you, don't <laughs> worry. By the way, every 38 seconds, I've played the first two seconds of the last 34 seconds. <laughs> exactly. 
All right, so I think we're somewhere around um, Colmenza and his Cadillac. Yeah. In the book, it's a whole thing where he's like, he's cleaning his Cadillac and it helps him think about. So he really plans out the uh, assassination of Polly. Sure. Um, where he's like, well, we're going to leave a car, you know, somewhere down the road over there. And, you know, we have to be coming back in the city. We have to talk out this whole plan. So Polly has to think there's a whole ulterior motive for, you know, going to the city. Uh, you know, checking out, oh, Sonny wants to go to the mattresses. We got to scope out places. We got to find mattresses. I got to talk to Sonny. He goes, he sits down, he eats lunch when, you know, uh, Polly thinks he's in there talking on the phone to Sonny. So that's a whole thing. And, uh, you know, so he just, and that's where he grabs the cannoli because the cannoli is very important. Can't forget for it. Our mo- one of our most important quotes of the movie. Leave the gun, take the cannoli. Yeah. Um, and okay yeah so that's where we are clemenza getting poly whacked yeah pull off to the side of the road take a pee and um yeah yeah do you have anything around those parts well i guess just kind of the the cool as a cucumber approach like hey pull off to the side here i gotta take a leak um you know when when we were kind of approaching up to this scene um, we had a little bit of like the uh, like the shooting the shit kind of dialogue, mm-hmm. um, you know, that was playing throughout. So this is, you know, not not including like the deleted scene, but, you know, of them just kind of chatting with each other, you know, kind of like they would do in probably on any other time they had like a gig anytime they had to do, you know, kind of thing. You know, they're just, you know, it's a bunch of bros sitting together in a car, mm-hmm. you know, just shooting the shit. Um, and it's just kind of a weird approach that like, even though they know that like they're gonna kill Polly, like everyone's just like, I-, I guess like keeping the same cadence, like keeping the same tone throughout, to like not cause any suspicion or anything. It's like, hey, pull over, I gotta take a leak or whatever. Yeah. And then it's like, oh shit, like that was the plan all along. Like we just took Polly out or whatever. You know, Clemens is taking his piss, and we're good to go. Mm-hmm. Um, so just just kind of interesting to see where it's like everyone you know is kind of in on it. Um, and they just do a really good job of, uh, I guess, like playing the role, even though they know, like, hey, yeah, we're gonna take one of our own guys out, but everybody's in on it except the guy. Yeah, that's getting hit. That's part of it, you know. Yeah, but you you maintain the illusion long enough that the dude doesn't know that he's, you know, the victim on this thing you're setting up. Right. It's almost kind of good that they took out that giving context to his hit, um, there because it's more like a. You know, oh, what's going on? Clemens is taking a leak. Oh, gunshots. What's going on here, you know? Yeah. You know, take away the, okay, so then I'm going to, like. It, it's more like we're in Polly's shoes at that stage rather than, like, Clemenza's right. shoes or something. Like, we just don't have the context to uh, give to it. Right. Like, you kind of know it's coming cause, um, because Sonny says, like, yeah. when they're sitting in the office, like, I need you to take care of him immediately. I want um, him and his tortillas. <laughs> Dead! <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, so it is. I yeah, it's probably done better this way. Again, I think this is one of the rare cases where the movie just trumps the book. Sure. Um, <laughs> but if Harry Potter was about Hermione's big vagina, then <laughs> you know it wouldn't be too hard to top it. Sure. All right. Um. So the next thing I have is Michael visiting his, um, his father in the hospital. Sure. Um, 
you know, Enzo the baker comes and helps out. So then they stand in front of the hospital. They just kind of look like they're guards. You yeah. Know, guys put your away. hand in your pocket, make it look do like you have deal. a gun. Yeah. And three stooges. Do the old three stooges, you know? Yeah. Uh, but then, I don't know. I thought it was funny. It seems a bit harsh. Um, you know, ask McCluskey if he's, how much Solotos bribing him. And he's just like, all right, hold him up. <laughs> it's like, that was, that was grounds for a big punch in the face. Yeah. Well, and not to mention, it's not like a, you're not really covered in your tracks there. If you're like a, ah, you called me out of my bullshit. I'm going to, going to break your nose. Right. But. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there wasn't a lot to say there. I mean, not one of the most exciting parts of the movie. There's a there's a midsection here. There's a couple sections in the movie that build up where you're just kind of waiting around. Um, you know, kind of the. This is definitely like after the hospital where it sort of gets exciting, where you're kind of building up to this, you know, scene in the in the diner where or the restaurant where Michael shoots Solozzo and McCluskey. Um, we talked about the Soprano strip club name, the Bada Bing. Mm. Um, that's what Sonny says. Bada Bing, you blow his brains all over your nice Ivy League suit. Um. So yeah, and I gotta say it's kind of interesting to see like Michael's uh, I guess like interest in like participating kind of grow over through this. Because the transformation yeah. starting, yeah. So, like, you know, we, we kind of see the interaction. I think this was, like, like pre-the-hospital, but obviously, like, after um, Don Corleone had been shot, um, you know, he's kind of asking, like, hey, like, do I need to go do a thing, like, or whatever? And they're like, no, we can't. We can't get Michael involved or whatever, like, and then, oh, Michael, can you just, like, stay here and, like, watch the phones, like, do some calls and stuff? That'd be really helpful. You know, he, he gets dismissed a little bit mm-hmm. into like, hey, you know, you're 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 the civilian, quote unquote, is what he gets called a couple of times throughout this. Um, you know, you're civilian, like just stay low key, like you're not a part of this. And I feel like that that maybe is something he uh, he probably internalized a little bit and was like, I don't I don't want to be the civilian, I don't want to be the bystander. Okay. I have to do a thing because it matters to him. Who right. cares? But slights, you know. Yeah, he doesn't like that he's getting slighted. Yeah, it's kind of. Yeah, I was waiting to see you highlighted the thing. I was like, "What's going to happen there? Did we ruin everything?" It's fine. No, it's fine though. It just ran right over it. Um, (laughs) we'll know if there's like a two-second section (laughs) in the recording when it's like, you know, I don't know, and we'll know from that. That was weird. I don't know where that sound came from. So anyway, we'll 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 crop it out so we can use it any (laughs) other time we have like an alert message. Um. Yeah, so the planning, and then, of course, you know, they have their contacts, and uh, they figure out where McCluskey's going to be that night so they can go plant the gun. I don't know how much legitimacy there is to this. because So I watched that show, The Offer, which is kind of detailing the making of The Godfather. Sure. Uh, about Al Ruddy, the producer, and apparently the producer just runs around and is kind of everybody's bitch in a way. You know, this guy wants this, this guy wants this. You know, the director's not happy. I got to get him this. You know, so there's a couple things like with the horse head. Apparently, that was like a real horse head, but it came from a uh, uh, dog food factory where the horse was going to be dead. <laughs> it's 72. Jeez. Apparently, the quality of dog food's probably gone way up since then, huh? But um, apparently, that's where they got it. Like, there's a funny moment in the show where they kind of go, like, 
they're like, it's not real, right? And they're just kind of like, uh, right. Sure. Not real. It's not. <laughs> that's a fake. Yeah. Or said that we had props made. Right, props? Props like we didn't. They're like props. We, did we, 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 we didn't make a we didn't make a horse head. Yeah. No. Did you make I did you? I didn't make a horse head. Yeah. So that's kind of funny, but you know. Anyway. The horse head, uh, and then the other thing was so again, we were kind of talking about earlier how you know, Pacino they kept trying to get him off the movie. They didn't really like Bob Evans, uh, like the dude at Paramount. Uh, no affiliation to the restaurant, <laughs> but he, uh, he was just like, fuck that. No Pacino, no Pacino, no Pacino. At least it was portrayed that way in the show. Just like, no, 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 no Pacino. I want fucking, I want Jimmy Khan. Um, so apparently he wasn't tall enough. Like that was the whole big knock on Pacino. He wasn't tall enough. And it was like, well, can the fucking dude act? Like, yeah. You never seen any short dudes that are in power. I mean, well, I think it's more of a, you have a vision and when, you care that much about it. Maybe if something doesn't fit the well, vision, then Bob you're like, why Evans, bother? The, the head of Paramount? Like, who the fuck is he to be like, nah, he's short. It's like, oh, did you write the movie? Are we don't, you we don't, we don't have movie? short stars. That's not what makes an impact. We need we need tall, dark, handsome. I guess. But it's like, you're not directing or anything. I mean, I, I don't know. Just the, the, and, you know, you've heard like a hundred stories like that just across, you know, different movie production uh, I don't know, little bullshit stories, um, and that and that whole show was just like, no, that's stupid. And then like they gotta like fight for the thing they want to do. Like they wanted to uh, modernize the era in which The Godfather took. They wanted to modernize the story, mm-hmm. even though it takes place in the '40s. So they're like, oh, it's just gonna take place in uh, in the '70s, and um, we don't really want to use budget to go shoot in New York. Can you do it in Kansas City? And so that was, it was just, they were just <laughs> every turn in the show. They're just, it's like they're trying to ruin it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I mean, cause they, they got the, you know, the story there is really, they got the offer really, or they got the book for the option is what they call that. Right. The option to turn it into a movie uh, for like super like cheap as far as that goes. So, you know, and then they had an offer, for another movie company to buy it for like a million dollars. And they're like, oh, cool. We spent like, I think they said tw- somewhere between 20 and 80,000 on optioning it. Okay. I don't remember right now and I don't know why. Sure. You're good. <laughs> but and then they were like, oh, million dollars. We can turn that immediately. So then they were like, well, I could no. go for a million dollars. <laughs> right. And Bob Evans was like, no, no, no. We're going to make the movie. Like, it's fine. Like, well, we'll turn it into more than a million. And of course, there's this like buzzkill financial guy that's like, I don't know, I don't know movies, and it's like, don't don't trust those financial people. Fuck those guys. They don't have the vision. They don't got the scope. Unless they're listening, in which case, no. Um, so yeah, it was almost just completely ruined. Where am I going with this? I don't know. Uh, the movie was almost ruined at every turn, and they uh moved up. When they shot the scene in the restaurant where Michael assassinates them because they wanted a scene where Pacino does really good. And so apparently uh, there's a little scene in the offer and I can't find if there's any legitimacy to it. But 
the props guy that's taping the gun behind the toilet, he's like, hey, uh, just put it a little higher so he has to, like, panic a little bit. Cause, and then he tells Pacino, you know, really let your panic show. You mm-hmm. know, like, you're nervous right now? Use all that nervous energy, you know, for the scene. You're going to prove all them wrong, all that, you know. And so then just that little bit where he's like, where's the, he's patting the wall. He's like, oh. you know. And yeah, he goes it, it definitely it. did a so good job like a, because you could see just from the body language alone, just out of a say, where the fuck is that gun? Yeah. So there's that little, yeah, I like I like a little moment of real, you know. Any so. any of the scenes where it's a, the actor wasn't aware that X, Y, or Z <laughs> was going to happen in the scene. Like, they just always turn out so well. It's like, I don't know why we even bother giving people scripts and and why we don't just throw them in an environment and be like, by the way, you're this guy. React. <laughs> At a certain point, it just turns into a fucked up social experiment. I think that's why. Yeah. You know, it's like, I think it's that scene in Django. Where Leonardo DiCaprio, you know, hits the table. And, like, his and hand something. gets all fucked up Yeah, or he was holding something or something broke. I don't remember exactly the detail. But, yeah, the middle of his hand gets cut. And then he's, like, he's rubbing, like rubbing the blood on, on her. Face. Yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, man. That's too much. Too much. But, yeah, Leo's awesome. Yeah. Despite the fact that he dates. 19-year-olds. <laughs> barely legals, yeah. yeah. Um, You gotta be weird to be a good actor, I think. Anyhow. Uh, so there's all that bullshit. Sorry, that was probably a bad run-on thing. Big tangent. Um, <laughs> my one note is, uh, Clemenza's got, you know, all oh, this tape, you know, doesn't leave fingerprints or whatever. And you're like, it, for one thing, is there tape like that even now? Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. And just I mean, like it, it could this, just be the material, just that it doesn't really yeah. like pick up on any like particles or anything. So there's nothing for the fingerprint to leave an imprint on. You yeah. Know, so when they do the dust for prints and they get the stuff that actually sticks to, like, mm. I, I I guess I don't fully understand like what like the the dusting for prints like what it's actually adhering to if it's like the oils of like the f- hands or whatever mm. um, that actually the fingerprint or what. But I'm I'm assuming that's what it was. It's just this is a material. It doesn't pick up anything left over from your fingerprint you'll be fine but also 1940s so what what chances did they have of figuring anything out anyways? of fat clemenza sitting yeah. in his workshop you know making meat sauce and <laughs> he's like he's like okay everybody got enough sauce okay i'm gonna go back in here <laughs> that shit oh this is funny just a funny thought um you got anything in this section in the assassination section yeah or the build-up to like um i mean because my next note is like food came out fast yeah because he orders the veal and immediately there's a plate being like slid onto the table a moment later no i I guess just is kind of like the build-up section it's just it it goes more into the like michael feeling like he has this obligation or like this call to action he's like well i could kill him like i'll take him out or whatever and see and Sonny's like no you're like a civilian he's like very dismissive yeah. the situation he's like the no like you're you're laughing. he slapped you around a couple of times and you're ready to kill him or whatever and he he, he does the call out to like his military experience he's like this isn't the army you don't shoot him from you know however many bada bing yeah, yeah you don't shoot him from however many yards away you know this is up close and personal bada bing yeah um so yeah i just i i, I kind of like that almost like dismission of michael and that's like probably in the back of his head a little bit of the motivator of like a hey, i have to do a thing because yeah. people don't think i can do a thing and probably works into still that actual actor with al pacino 
uh, the role of like you can't do the thing. He's like, well, fuck it, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna do it. Um, so yeah. I just, I, I just think that just works out so well in the the storytelling aspect of it. Um, and then to, to finally like, you know, be there, be in that situation. They're they're doing the talk and everything. Everything's fine. We do kind of like these weird pans to everybody, and it's just like you know, you're just waiting for the. Do you mind if I use the restroom real quick? The get up, and it's like, all right. Gets patted down again. Yeah. It's like, Michael, you're about to be a man. Let's go. And then the most genius thing there is, you know, the fact that it's close to a train or whatever. And then he just waits till that train's coming by. And, just, you yeah, know, and then like, it's like the buildup of the, yeah, you know. No, I mean, the, the, the audio cues that were used throughout this in general were just so fantastic. Um, and I, I think that's just the thing impressive. It's just the people who do any of, like, the audio engineering for movies and kind of, like, those artificial ways that you like set the tone set the suspense and kind of build up to those moments um it just it makes all that stuff land so much better um so you know the way they're they're queuing up you know you get the the train running by and it's like that um you almost get like that ringing of just the and then you're just yeah. ready for that climax of action it's just it's so interesting to see i love seeing it in movies uh i had the thing pulled up of what the italian conversation is um, but apparently when I put the laptop to sleep yesterday, it closed out of that for me. Sure. So that was cool. Uh, we're going to leave that alone. It's essentially, he's like, Oh, sorry about your dad. I hey, you a, like Beyblades? <laughs> yeah. I have a certain level of, uh, honor, respect for myself and your dad's an old coot and he's not, you know, yeah, he's not doing anything. Uh, he, he, I, his I way's gone and my way's new and I gotta have respect for myself and your dad had to be taken out I don't and, think there's a good way to have that conversation <laughs> yeah so it's a whole thing yeah but on the uh, it's a uh, there's a you know when he comes back from the bathroom and he's and you remember like and this is a thing that they kind of talk about in the offer where they go um Talking about how Clemens is like, drop the gun, drop the gun, drop the gun. Like, just tells him, drop the gun every time. Mm-hmm. And let it fall out of your hands and leave and don't make eye contact, but don't look away. And Yeah. Yep. Um, and the fact that he even said, like, come out of the bathroom, blasting. Yeah. Don't go sit down. And then what does he do first? He goes and sits, he down. sits down. And so they were talking about how that moment is kind of, built, you know, because Coppola and Puzo sat there and, you know, adapted it as a screenplay mm-hmm. you know because it was just the book and i think coppola's probably sitting there like big pussy big pussy big pussy okay 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 enough with the pussy um so anyways i started blasting <laughs> yeah uh so they're sitting there talking about it they have a little scene in the offer where they're sitting talking about it. he's like He's like, and he's holding the gun up, and they're going, why? Why aren't you listening to Clemenza, uh, uh, Michael? And then finally he drops the gun, and everything's over. And then, you know, and then, I don't know. So, just a fun little, like, tension builder there, because he's not supposed to sit down, goes, he sits down, he listens for a second. He comes to the end of his sentence where he's basically like, and your father, like, sucks, and, you know, I got to respect for myself, and I and do it. And it's like the opening I'll up. I'll fucking do it again. For and that's a response, his, basically. Yeah, and that's when his eyes get kind of wide, and he stands up from the table, and he shoots him, and he shoots him, and, you know. Yeah. He's gone. Whoosh, drops a gun. Well, I, I, I like the way he drops. Like, he starts walking away, and he and has, like, like, this weird, like, rip <laughs> with it, and he, like, yeah, he's, he's, like, holding it kind of tensely, and then just drops it. His hand kind of goes up. 
Um, so literally everybody saw him drop the gun. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean, at, at that point, everyone had abandoned it. I mean, just from the framing of the scene, like as soon as the first shot went off, everyone bolted for the door. So yeah, no witnesses. The other thing that I kind of wonder about is, um, so it's always kind of been goofy to me since the first time I watched this is the whole like going to wait for the heat to cool off in Italy. I was like, don't you think you could just hide? Like all you need to do is just not get caught by. I mean, I suppose there's the other families that might want to kill you since you killed their guy. But like, really all you need to do is just hide like in the basement. Yeah. (laughs) Kind of, you know I mean? Like the, the mall as they call it in, in long Island is like, is so heavily guarded. So it just kind of seems like, okay, Michael just doesn't get to leave the house. Yeah, it's like house arrest for a couple of years or something. Whatever. You know, because I, I don't know. Yeah. No, it, you're right. It, it seems kind of odd that we have to almost like banish him, you know, for, for a couple of years. And that there's not, I guess, a clear reason. Or like it wasn't, it wasn't brought to like the audience attention of like a... They're looking for him, so this is why we're making him, you know, flee the country, basically. But then they find out he's there anyway. Yeah. And they're like, oh, well, maybe go to a different part of Italy. And then before he can leave, they got there. Yeah. You know, and blew up Apollonia instead. Rip. Yeah. I mean, that's a good way to return to your old life, though. Just wait for your new wife to die, and then... (laughs) Yeah. He's like, ah, shit. I guess I can go back to America, though. Yeah. I wonder what Kay's doing. I hope she's still single. She was. Wait for me. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that that's the whole assassination in the restaurant. It's my second favorite scene in the movie. No. Um. Very good. Uh, I had the thing about. I had a Sopranos thing, but Harley's gone, so. Um, What's a Soprano? Well, you'll, I'll, I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> uh, there, I think we mentioned this with the oranges earlier. Just oranges in the bedroom the last time. Fredo sees his father alive before leaving for Vegas. Also, when Michael says goodbye to Sonny before going to Italy, it's like, you know, if you've seen it before and then you watch it again, you're like, oh, that's the last time he sees his brother alive yeah you know so kind of messed up yeah anyway um other thing michael's face story isn't really detailed much in the movie you know because he's always walking around italy doing the whole this deal you know handkerchief yeah um basically it was because and they very like slightly mention it you know when fredo's in vegas and he's like hey uh, you, you, your face looks great. Whoever did that surgery, yada, 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 right? But basically, the deal is it didn't heal right because he went to Italy and he didn't trust the doctors there to have them fix it. And so he waited till he got to America and then they fixed it there. And so there's the one deleted scene where they're talking in the garden and he's still got the fucked up face. But then every time you see him after that, you know, face is good. Sure. Uh, yeah. Okay. What do you got? Uh, anything on Italy? 
Uh, just that it was a, a weird usage of time, like of screen time. Yeah. Um, you know, we, we were pretty much just following Michael. Uh, like, wasting time. Like, he finds a girl. He tries to have this air of, like, a, I'm going to be a respectable man. I will only see her under the supervision of the family. And he, you know, does the whole thing. And then he's like, I want to marry her. And then they get married. And he's like, I'm going to bone her now. And they get boned. <laughs> Um, it, it just, it just seemed like a weird utilization of screen time and it didn't add a lot of context to the story outside of, I guess, the scope of a, uh, you know, Michael's like looking just for some level of like happiness, normalcy, I guess, amidst like the weirdness because he's got nothing else really going on at the time. Yeah. And then I think once like the interaction or like once the, oh, like she got blown up. Like, we're kind of back in that home vibe a little bit of, like, I'm no longer the civilian. It's like, it almost, that clicks in his head. It's like a, okay, like, the, the, the fantasy's over. The vacation's over. I got to go to work now. Yeah. Like, that's 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 kind of, kind of what it felt like to me is that it was a weird vacation for him until it felt like it was work again. He was like, all right, let's go to work. Yeah. I, I As I told you earlier when we were talking about it is I just... I could kind of take or leave the Italy stuff. Yeah. I, I don't know. It doesn't excite me. You know, like my second favorite scene is him assassinating the guys. My favorite scene is the whole baptism thing where everybody gets whacked. Yeah. Uh, simultaneously as he's renouncing Satan. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I could, I could just I could do without the Italy stuff. I. Well, I guess what Coppola kind of talks about is like, oh, Italy's his transformation you know into being the dawn because you know he loses his his wife and but it's not like it just doesn't like from the audience side it just doesn't seem like enough for that transformation well i mean mean? to me the transformation was him going and killing uh, you know solozzo and and mccluskey in a public place he's he's breaking and and that that goes to like that build-up like he's breaking the the civilian threshold you know he's like mm-hmm. i'm no longer a, a bystander and i'm just like you know i'm i'm a child of the family but i'm not part of the family kind of thing i don't interact with that stuff um to like i have killed for the family now yeah. um like that 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 to me like that's the transformation i'm i'm 100 with you there the italy stuff is vacation yeah i don't i don't want to hear any other opinion <laughs> um Plus, the you know the funny thing about the Italy thing is, his marriage is what gets him. You know, they know about his whereabouts now. Yeah. You know, because he gets married, like your wedding drew attention to you, and yada See, yada yada. Marriage is the lie. <laughs> marriage is the worst thing you could do. You're gonna get don't, that girl killed. Don't tell my wife. <laughs> um. All right, oranges. Michael's, just, Michael's yeah. face. Um, <laughs> okay, so the worst looking scene of the movie. There's not a lot of bad looking scenes, I don't think. I think this is, for being 1972, I think this movie's incredibly shot. Everything looks really good. Sure. Now, granted, um, we also do have the luxury of, you know, some digital remastering involved. You yourself have seen the VHS tapes. Yeah, I mean it's you know it's a VHS, it's grainy, you know <laughs> it's 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 the yeah yeah it's the whole bit. But as the uh, the average bear that gets to consume this after the fact, I think everything I've everything seen remastered has been it looks really good 1080p minimum. So 
Right. And I, I don't even mean like, you know, so much the screen quality so much as, you know, stuff just looks good as far as like the cinematography for being such an old movie. And like, oh, I see. I see. And, you know, things like people getting shot. Like, it's not like super obvious of like a, I mean, the Sonny getting massacred at the toll booth, you know, yeah. looks pretty damn good. Yeah. You know? There, there's only one section of it where there's a dude not like six and a half feet away from him with the Tommy gun. Yeah. Uh, and like starts his... blasting, but not even in the general direction of yeah. Sonny. But... And like the one bullet hits him in the face, like it, his face should probably exploded there. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if we're you know being realistic, well, about. I, I think I think we looked it up one time. We were looking at like what uh, type of ammunition, like the Tommy guns took, and there was like two different versions. One was like a like a forty five ACP or something, and it's like one of them maybe like it wouldn't have done quite as much damage, but most of them like definitely would have been a little bit of Swiss cheesing people. So then when you have six of them, Sonny got Swiss. Yeah, Sonny should have gotten Swiss. Either way. There, uh, when, uh, who was the, the guy you talked to at the funeral parlor? Oh, Bonazetta? Yeah. So, like, when they were like, hey, like, we, <laughs> we need you to. <laughs> need you to use all your powers. Yeah. There wasn't enough. Not enough power to fix that. There shouldn't have been. Shouldn't have been, yeah. Uh, so the worst looking scene in the movie, though. Sure. Is, uh, definitely. So, you know. <laughs> Sonny's impregnating Lucy. As is tradition. Uh, because that comes into play in Godfather Part Three, and uh, what happens is, you know, he leaves. He's going to pick up his sister Connie because he's just in town. He's like, "Hey, let's go see. You know, why don't you come see Dad?" And she, you know, opens the door and she's kind of like turning away. She doesn't want him to see her face, and so he gets immediately mad. <laughs> you know, <laughs> bites his finger and all that, which is goofy. And he just goes right over beats carlo up he's running a book like sitting on the stoop you know talking about gambling and shit and yeah so in a james conn interview with mark Marin, he called what he threw at uh carlo uh, an attitude adjuster mm-hmm. you know he said the prop guy like little bat or something is what it looked like but yeah he was uh yeah he talked about it as like he's like you know like a little bat like you buy at the ball games mm-hmm. he's like but also sometimes you know you'd break the top half of the broom off and you know you'd call that an attitude adjuster James Kahn, by the way, is just the fucking man. If you just if you have an hour to listen to like him on Mark Marin or just him in any interview, he's like the smoothest fucking coolest dude there is or there was because he's gone now. But um, just awesome. Anyway, I think he's awesome in everything he's in. Elf included. <laughs> uh, he's just he's sweet. I, I haven't watched everything he's in, but. James Conn, awesome. So he's say, you know, he's telling the story like he's telling the prop guy. You know, the prop guy is like, "Hey, what's this doing in here?" He's like, "Is it bothering you? Fucking leave it in there. Just leave it in there, would you?" Like, you know, yelling at the guy, like, "Okay." And so that day, he fuck, you know, he's like, "Hey, hey, hey come here!" And he throws it at him, and he said he actually like hit Carla or well, Gianni is the guy, yeah. Gianni Rousseau. Um, actually hit the dude, and uh, apparently, so. He didn't go into any more detail on that, but in the offer, there's like this alternate storyline they kind of make up where, because uh, Talia Shire has never said anything about Gianni Russo hitting her, um, but in the show they make it so like, oh, you know, he got really rough with me during that whole scene where he's supposed to be beating me up, and he actually hit me, and like, 
so Al Ruddy in the show goes up to James Caan and he's like, hey, you want to give him a little extra beat in there? And, you know, and then the dude does like a, you know, a nice little James Caan impression. He's like, hey, whatever, whatever you say, boss, you know. Yeah. Um, the offer is a really entertaining thing. Is everything factual? No. But it's fun. It's yeah. really fun, especially if you like The Godfather. So check that out. But uh, I I don't see how there was like a legitimate him getting beat up because there was like there some was of those punches ass hits that just that, yeah. do not connect, and it was too obvious. I mean, I swear his fist was like three inches away yeah. from that dude's face. Now I I will say like yeah, most of like the I, like the fist like the punching like definitely looked like it was just like nothing had ever made contact, but a lot of the kicks looked like he was at least hitting them. So, I mean, they, they at least were trying to do a good job. You know, this might have been, like, you know, not primetime WWE level yeah. of, like, I'm hitting you and you kind of do the the big body flinch kind of thing. But um, it did at least look like, you know, some of the stuff had some impact. And I think it, it, it did what the scene needed. But there were some very egregious, like, I wasn't even close to punching you, but we're all going to act like I hit you kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's... <laughs> James Conn was even talking about like oh fucking guy he's just kind of you know he stretches the truth that Gianni you know because he apparently Gianni wrote in his book or something like that like yeah James Conn like I had a couple broken ribs after that like he really like hurt me <laughs> like I think the truth lies somewhere in the middle because James Conn's like I didn't fucking touch him and then you know Gianni Russo's like you know he fucking broke my ribs he bit yeah. my fingers and it was like I thought Probably got kicked harder than he'd have liked. Probably bit the fingers, too. Definitely didn't get punched. Yeah. Uh, but, you know. But, uh, you know, th- again, that's probably just a little bit of the, the showmanship. You know, it's just the, yeah. oh, dramatic. Oh, he, he, he broke my ribs. He kicked the shit out of me. It's like, yeah. ah, get over it. But that, that was probably, like, the worst. As far as, like, any sort of. You know, making things look good probably the worst of the of the movie. Yeah. Just the well, it's 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 tougher with that type of framing too because it was a much more like zoomed out scene for a lot of that. Yeah. Um. You know, and and, and typically when you're doing any of those like action sequences, yeah, I, I look at like the James Bond movies for example because that's the only thing that matters anymore. <laughs> um. <laughs> but uh. Dom straight. <laughs> but you know, all, all of those fight sequences, they're they're pretty like close bodied, you know, and they're framed in a way where it's like you can't really see the contact necessarily especially those older connery ones yeah where it's like everything looks like it's kind of fast forwarded like they did it really slow and then they just like you know Spend went a few more frames faster yeah. and we are yeah um but you know it, it it's exactly like that you know it's just um it doesn't uh it just doesn't feel quite as good but yeah it's fine i you know i don't know is there anything better there i mean just just like hit you just hit him with the car. Does that look better? <laughs> I mean, hit just him with- drives the car up onto the stoop. Yeah, honestly, that would have been kind of cool though if it was like the, uh, you know, like you pull up and you yell at him, and then he starts running, and then as he crosses the street, you hit him with the car. You get the nice like stun actor barrel roll kind of thing, and yeah. then beat the shit out of him. Yeah. That would have been kind of lit. Yeah. But. Yep. Uh, so Sonny's death. I love I love Sonny's temper. The whole he gets off the phone with Connie. He's like, "You stay there. You stay there." It's like he hangs up and he's like, "Son of a." Well, first it's like, "Son of a bitch." Yeah. 
son of a bitch. Yeah. It's like, Sonny, what's wrong? <laughs> he just runs out. Yeah. But, I mean, that's, you know, again, I I know people like that. Yeah. So I've been in that situation of like, like what? What, what? what happened? And she's like, fuck! Fuck! <laughs> like, it's just, what? Say words! <laughs> I don't know! Use your words! Use your words! Yeah, they but. don't. They never do. They never do. They never do. All right, so then... Uh, oh, and the other thing, like, there was a, a little interview with James Conn somewhere on the DVD where he's just talking about, like, all the squibs attached to him because mm. they had to attach a lot right you know for you know, for getting pelted <laughs> pelted pro, getting swiss swiss uh he said the special effects guy is like it's like you know i never attached this many squibs up to a guy you know this, this might be a little sketchy and <laughs> james Conn's like what, what, what the fuck would you tell me that right now huh <laughs> you gotta be telling me that for what i just thought that was funny the fuck are you telling me that for? Again, James Conn, just awesome. Um, uh, we can cover the Fabrizio thing. In the, I don't know. I'll just say it. So, Fabrizio is the the little bodyguard that betrays him in in Italy. Betrays Michael in Italy. Um. And so in the next movie, there's a deleted scene where Fabrizio, they finally track him down and his car explodes. Very good. Um, in the guy. book, he is part of the mass assassination during the baptism. Oh, okay. And so that also seems like it would have made sense, but because apparently Fabrizio made his way to America and he opened up a little pizza place and, uh, in Italy, he has this tattoo on him where if he, like, moves his stomach right, like, it looks like a husband stabbing a cheating wife. Okay. Then the only time that this imagery is ever brought up is not on a tattoo, but in the, the little street puppet show that Michael and Kay walked by in Godfather Part 3, which, to anybody still listening, uh, <laughs> maybe... This podcast is for you if you're following me through all that. But uh, so during the execution, basically, the dude is like, hey, uh, I hear you got a tattoo on you. Let me see it. And dude kind of like figures out what's up. Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 I, I don't think uh, I've been I've been made. Yeah. I don't, I don't think you need to, you know, and then he just gets shot. And then the tattoo is exposed and he's laying there on the ground shot in a speeds of parlor. Whereas it's a deleted scene in part two with his car blowing up sure. after he closes down his pizza place for the night. Yeah. I kind of like the impact of that more than the car blowing up. No, I like the, the car blowing up oh, yeah. a little bit more. Right. Um, so I have the, uh, the meeting of the five families plus every mob boss in America seems excessive yeah. <laughs> to me. I don't know what you thought about it. Uh, I mean, I liked the idea that uh, that it uh, they commanded the authority enough that it made sense for everybody to show up. Yeah. But also seemed like way more effort than it needed to be. Well, like, hey, like yeah. these guys have got to be busy. Like, what, what are we doing here? I mean, to me, it was kind of like, all these dudes, I don't know, to talk about operating drugs or uh, your operations with drugs now with like 
every major mob boss in the country just seemed like it just seemed not necessary because what you do in your neighborhood why does that i mean in new york it Mm. makes sense you know because they're all right here yeah and they're all like well don corleone help me out use those politicians in your pocket like so many nickels and dimes such a good line (laughs) and so that makes sense to me if you got all the New York guys together. Sure. But then this guy from Detroit's in, this guy from California. But it's it's the assertion of control because if if I decide like all right, like I'm going to I'm going to do narcotics. I do this for 5 years. I get somehow amass like all of this, you know, maybe I get some political control involved with this as well, you know, try and get like some legislation passed or whatever to make it you know, less uh, impacting for any crimes or anything. Like, if, if 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 you can work it in a way where it's like a, well, all right, like, I'm now the biggest dick at this table right now. Why am I not going to target the guy next door to me and just snuff him out, take all of his territory? And then, you, you know what I mean? Like, I, I see the logic in the, if I take advantage of this thing as an individual, and I'm the only one taking advantage of it, and I just happen to be successful with it. Right. I'm just going to utilize that advantage now to destroy everybody else and get them out of the out of the way, essentially, and then take advantage of their territory. But so what's I, that have to do with the guy from California? Because I, I, I guess it's just some level of near proximity. You know, some people are going to be closer to other people. Right. So the the guy in California might not be quite as worried with taking on something and then like, oh, I'm going to fly some guys over to New York to to take them out. That's probably not going to be the situation, but yeah. I, I'd imagine there's a context of if I don't do this, maybe there's going to be some smaller group that's going to take advantage of this. They're going to somehow get you know some political power or whatever, and then I'm going to be fucked because I haven't acknowledged that this is, you know, a lot of potential revenue, a lot of potential power, a lot of potential influence. It's FOMO, fear of missing out. Okay. I I, I don't I, really see it, but I I I think there has to be some some level of that. Maybe not as much as I'm trying to harp on here, but there I had think... to have been some level of a. If I don't do it, someone else is gonna do it, and then does that put me in jeopardy? Because that's what kind of you know Tom was referencing. Right. Um, to, to Don earlier, so um I guess I understand it if all the New York guys get together, but the guy from Detroit or California to Detroit's me not make that a whole far lot. away. Well still though, I mean it's a I mean what do you got between? At least there's at least an Ohio and an Indiana in between. Well sure. But I mean so I mean whatever's next to Ohio between New York what's North Pennsylvania and then I don't know. So when when we there. when we flew Tom out to go talk to to Waltz, right? Where was Waltz? California. Okay. So we flew Tom all the way out there. Well, it's because Johnny lives there, and he's doing a favor for Johnny. And then we flew Luca all the way out there. Well, the not according to this movie. Well, <laughs> if you go into the deleted scenes, yes, we flew Luca out there to do that. But, but what's what that I mean? have like, to do with the drug power? I'm saying if if we are willing to travel distances to create an event that's going to show both, uh, you know, influence, power, retaliation mm-hmm. against somebody, then 
you know, e- even though it's an individual who may not have been in, you know, direct under a family member, you know, one of the major families, if we're willing to fly people out across the country at that level to shake up some trees, like, why, why, why would we not do that for other circumstances of just a, hey, I've got all this money, I've got all this political power, I've got all these people who can say... Like, uh, you know, we're, we, we, we can do this or we were here on this date and we never sent people to New York to, you know, bash these people's skulls in. I'm the potential I energy guess. has to exist. It just has to. I suppose and I if it doesn't, see, then but... I'm going to start my own family with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> and we're going to be flying people all across the country. We're going to be fucking everybody up. And there's going to be a lot of meth involved. Good. Um, I guess I kind of see what you're saying, but at the same time, it's like they weren't really connected. Um, when they sent Tom out there, because if they sent Tom out there, and then Luca to do a horse head, allegedly according to the deleted scenes, allegedly. Um, you know that means that the families aren't close enough and operating in unison or or just in any sort of partnership Mm -hmm. really at least you know the new york guys and the california guys because they're still sending their own guys out there Mm -hmm. to do said tasks whereas if they were close you know if they were operating as partners you know they'd just be like hey would you talk to this fucking waltz guy yeah (laughs) what i'm gonna pay for tom to fly all the way to california and talk to him when you could tom loves flying what are you talking about all right, so then, okay, uh, now i got to send Luca out there to cut off a horse head and stick in his gut. Can you do it? There's no way Luca likes flying. There's no way. No! That's a fucking meatball of a man. <laughs> That's a seven-foot meatball of a man. I don't know how tall the guy was. but Nine foot 14. Anyway, I'm just saying uh, it's a little unnecessary, especially when the conflict is between essentially... You know, the, the Corleones, the Italias, the Barzinis. I feel like you can have a sit down with those three and just be like, are we good? I'm not going to kill you guys anymore. Are you going to kill any of my guys anymore? No more retaliation. No, no retaliation. I, I don't seek vengeance. I'll help you with the drug stuff. I love But guns. then somehow the Detroit guy is like, you know, like he stands up and he kind of makes points about like, oh, yeah, I used to pay guys extra not to get involved, but it's the money's too good. He's like, and then he decides like, we're doing it. And he's just like, but I don't want to near schools and I don't want to hear. And, uh, only in the colored neighborhoods or whatever. (sighs) That was a rough one. Yeah. It it, 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 it makes you get a little bit of that time period perspective because you you don't see a ton of it outside of the, I guess, Italian racism. Uh, Italians. Yeah. I mean, Italians seem to be very, very fucking racist. Yeah. <laughs> At least in all the mob shit. Which, I mean, I guess is accurate to those guys. I mean, you hear, like, real mob guys talk, they're kind of just fucking racist. Sure. Um, so, I mean, I guess you kind of need it to properly tell the mob stories, right? Yeah, but it definitely but bit a, a little bit quote. more, especially in that scene with all the families. I was like, ah. And no, yeah, because none of them sure were. We sure in in 1947 uh, or something. It's not like, it, like you'd ever, you didn't see any of those guys go like, ooh, easy. Yeah. Man. You know what I mean? Like, Everyone was just like, yes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. It's My like, thoughts Jesus. exactly. Um, yeah, okay. So you think there's stuff there 
you think there's reason for it. Yeah, I see logic. All right. Uh, what happens between there? Oh, well, there's the nice scene in the in the car afterwards where, you know, Vito goes, well, I, I don't know what to call him at this point. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think they say Vito, but maybe once in this movie. No, I don't think we hear it think until he later. I Vito Corleone yeah. until uh, Godfather Part Two. Yeah. Um, he's so Don I guess, Corleone. I guess, I guess he's just Don yeah. in this movie. The Don or the Godfather. But that was going somewhere. Oh, so they're in the car afterwards. Mm. The Don and Tom Hagen, and they're talking about. You know what to say to the Tatalias, and then he goes, "Barzini's a smart man; he'll know." And he's like, "You mean Tatalia?" And he goes, "It wasn't until this night that I knew it was Barzini all along." Yeah. You know, and so what to do? I mean, they kind of showed the meeting too, where Barzini seems a little mad about the issues as well. Yeah. That were happening. So apparently, they were fighting two families, and then there's the whole thing about Sonny's the master. Uh, you know combat guy i guess or strategist as far as you know the family wars go and he's like yeah to tell you never to tell you he's a pimp (laughs) he says so so we have that whole thing so that's established barzini is uh bad and he was at the wedding which means you know well you know friends close enemies closer which isn't said till the next movie so and did michael get cooed no he did not no so, coup is that the right? Is that is that a can you pass tense coup d'état? Uh, can you pass tense an abbreviation of coup d'état? I'm sure it's fine. It worked. Yeah, it worked. Emails if it didn't work for all, but it worked. One and a half of you watching right yeah. now. Yeah, man. If you're still here, God bless you. Yeah, Godfather bless you. I would love to hear from you. Please call me directly. <laughs> Just whenever you get this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Michael comes back and he goes and sees Kay. Fucking Kay. And uh, he just sweet talks <laughs> her. He's just like, like nothing ever happened. Like nothing mattered. He was just like, Kay, I'm the greatest thing that's ever happened to you. And she's like, yes, I know. <laughs> I, I can't wait to continue this relationship. The fact that she's like out with a I don't know what she's doing exactly. I don't remember what she said what they said she was doing in the book, but it I'd seemed say, like she was the only adult around and then she just left those kids to go talk to Michael and that was rather kids. funny. Yeah. Uh my favorite little line here is you know, do you know how naive you sound? Presidents and senators don't have men killed. Oh. Now who's being naive, Kay? Yeah, that's uh, you know it's a good thing because they definitely do. Oh sure, I mean, I've I've seen the internet. Just ask the Clintons. Oh shit, we're done. This is it. Um. Yeah, I mean, do you have anything in between? No, I don't know. Okay. I, I I pretty much just glossed over the fact that I was just frustrated that Michael's now like, all right, okay, will you do you want to hang out? Do you well, wanna- the funnier part is like, how long have you been back? Uh, maybe a year. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a year, maybe. I got bored, so I found you. You yeah. want to grab dinner? I got some cannoli. And the book, not to keep harping on the book, but like the dude, 
<laughs> he comes back and she's like waiting at his house because she's like have you seen michael and then you know they kind of wait till he comes home and then they kind of have embraced They're like oh michael and then he takes her to his apartment in the city and they sit there with a drink and he's like we might as well go to the bedroom right <laughs> and she's like yeah thank <laughs> god <laughs> fucking puzo man and so then you know of course he goes into the script detail of how familiar their bodies feel and all that. I mean, like it Puzo, shouldn't be that familiar since he was banging uh, Abalonia, Abalonia uh, Baloney girl since uh, or for the past year. How long were they married before she blew up? Not long. Yeah. Uh, and Michael's been back a year. So then there's the whole thing in the book where he's like, "Have you had anyone since?" And he's like, "Yeah, but not for a while." It's just a whole stupid thing. Anyway, I ain't fucked no one since the last one I fucked. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. Yeah, I was worried there for a minute. (laughs) All right. So enough about Kay Adams and her. Yeah. Fucking K. Fucking K. The Al Neary origin story is kind of cool in the book. I mean, ish. You know, the Corleones get him out of jail and everything, and he's it's a whole deal because he was a cop initially, and then somebody cut some dude cut up a little girl, and I think it was like a prostitute, and it was a pimp that cut her or something, and then dude like beat him up with a flashlight. Neary, Al Neary did, and then Al Neary ends up being Michael's bodyguard, and, and so like that's one of the only ones that have been in all three movies, obviously Pacino. Sure. Uh, Ty Shire, Diane Keaton, and I think uh, Albert Bright, or whatever the fuck his name was. Something like that. Richard Bright. Who knows? I don't know. Richard Bright sounds right. Uh, yeah, not a lot of guys. And Sofia Coppola, oddly enough. Hmm. Because she was the baby in the baptism. Hmm. And then uh, played, I think, one of Michael's kids in the second one. Child of an immigrant, very briefly shown. Not Michael's daughter, my bad. And then obviously was Michael's daughter in the third. Yeah. Fun cameo. Yeah. I guess it's not really And she cameo, was but. very bad in the third. Um, <laughs> Might have ruined the movie a little <laughs> bit. I mean, couldn't have been worse. <laughs> the, <laughs> the only way she could have been worse in the third movie is she read, like, she just had the script in her hands and read it. <laughs> anyway. Uh yeah, so Al Neary. Uh and then we go to Vegas. Got anything in Vegas? Vegas was fun because Alfredo is just so <laughs> Did you just call him Alfredo? <laughs> yeah. Good, good. I like it. Uh like it I don't know. I have weird feelings. I wanna hear all of them right now. All of them. I so he just he seems like kind of just really weird and almost pseudo special needs. Like early on, yeah, and then all of a sudden he's in Vegas and he's like trying to like hold it down a little bit, and he doesn't seem to be doing an excellent job. No, not at all. Um, and he's getting slapped around a bit by um Green. Um, I'm forgetting his Mo first Green. name, Mo Green. Um, you don't come to Vegas and talk to a guy like Mo Green like that. Yes, yes, yes. yes. So like I I I feel weird about that interaction in general because I'm just like why why did we send him here like why is this the guy that we trusted to get this job I gotta kick asses sometimes he was taking cocktail wagers to bed two at a time people couldn't get a drink on the floor fuck him 
And he's just, I just love uncomfortable Freddy. Yeah. You know, he just keeps doing like the. <laughs> We've all been there. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking up. I'm fucking up. But yeah, no. So I mean, that 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 scene was kind of fun and a little bit of just like Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> Get together. Um, but I I like the way like Michael came in. It it almost had I guess some of the same like tone setting of just the I'm going to come in as the reasonable man. I'm going to talk. I guess it almost felt a little bit like Tom coming in and doing a little bit of that like initial uh, interaction and almost negotiation. It's like they I'm going to come in. I'm going to speak my piece. You're going to say a thing. You're going to overreact a little bit and get frustrated. I'm going to keep my cool. But at some point, I'm German gonna, Irish. At some point, you're going to have to understand. It's like I'm, I'm the fucking G. Okay, like yeah. you need to throw some respect on my name a this little is, bit. This is like the first moment, other than him telling Tom like he's out. Yeah. Um, really, the first moment of Michael just being like, "Hey, I'm," as you said, "I'm, I'm the G. I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm the, I'm the guy. Like I am, you know." And, uh, his his cigarette smoking is almost. Um, I had five Michael cigarettes by by the way yeah. on, on the count for him, uh, which is going to greatly increase <laughs> in the second Godfather because he I it's like thirty seven God he's smoking in like every fucking scene. Um, he anyway his cigarette smoking is like very intentional like it's almost like a. Uh, like a power move, I feel like when he's sitting there talking to Mo Green and he's like, uh, you, know, you know, he just lights up. And he's like, my credit good enough to buy you out? You know, just yeah. kind of being casual about it's, it. It's almost like a body language extension a little yeah. bit. Like, I am the big dick in the room. Yeah. I hold fire. You, 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 you bid, you bend to my will. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and yeah. So kind of like that, I guess, like that fire implication of that, yeah. that, that, that power, I guess that domination. Um, but I, I think attributing it a little bit to kind of like the, uh, you know, the, the, the mob boss with the cigar in his mouth kind of thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's that same tone almost that gets said of just the, like, I am, I'm the G. It's, 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 I, I guess that's what I keep coming back to. Is just that was that was that tone setter. I guess that we really get from it. I'm a boss. I'm the boss. Yeah. Uh. All right. So what do we got now? Vegas. Yeah. That's my favorite line from that whole scene. You don't come to Las Vegas and talk to a man like Mo Green like that. Fuck Mo Green, bro. I like Freddie. It. It's very clear here and. Like in the the last scene where he talks to his dad in the garden, uh, Michael, mm-hmm. uh, they do a very good job just being like, Fredo's kind of the fuck up. We kind of don't take Fredo seriously at all. He's like, doing something. Like It might not be the, his best, but he's definitely doing something. Like even in the garden and they're talking about, you know, the Don's like, you know, I knew, I knew Santino would have to go through this. Fredo... And he sits down. And he's like, "Fredo, huh?" <laughs> I don't know. He's just like even just even the, the dismissive. Just, like, he's yeah, like, like middle child. Fredo's like, here, man. No one cares about the middle child. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so even that, uh, yeah, just a very like outcast. And then Fredo's just always fucking up. Like I'm pretty sure when he betrays Michael. I, I'm still confused of like the logistics of I'm going to watch Godfather part two, like 30 times this week to be like, 
what is the logistics exactly of this betrayal? Because I'm pretty sure Fredo was just too stupid and got fooled. I'm pretty sure. We're not going to go into it right now. But, yeah, Fredo's just kind of dumb. And he's very dismissed. And like just the whole thing about... In the book, they're like, oh yeah, Fredo's banging everybody. That, that little thing Mo Green said was, you know, only... It, w- it was kind of the hint... Yeah. Of like what they said in the book about it. But he's like, yeah, he's, you know, I have that stupid doctor that Lucy marries in the book. He's like, yeah, I've been foreign abortions for Fredo all the damn time. I treat him for the clap like a couple times a month. I mean, yeah. he's. So obviously there's a little bit of a layer of Fredo that's like we don't get the. Uh, we don't uh, get the full thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, we don't get the full picture of him. Yeah. So maybe he's a little bit more uh, charismatic, thoughtful, knowledgeable, something. With the ladies. Else is existing there that. They call uh, him the original bareback rider. Yeah. In the book. So. Uh, yeah, so that's fun. Vegas is fun. And, um, you know, the Don died. Any thoughts there? Uh, uh, oranges apparently. Oranges, yeah. Or a thing, but no, I, um, I I thought it was kind of a uh, a peaceful death mm-hmm. to grant him, all things considered. Um, so I mean, I I, I guess I like the uh like sappy <laughs> level of this that like you know out of all the 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 chaos that's really been generated throughout the whole movie, a lot of the aftermath and stuff. Um, just that he gets a like a kind of quiet and very peaceful death like in his garden playing with his grandson so yeah yeah like i I just i i feel like uh a little bit of like the not quite deserving of it but also the like no greater peace than that moment kind of thing to die Hmm. so a little bit of a duality in that um but i i I thought that was a a nice it it was a well-written way i guess to to end the character yeah in the book, they just—it's basically the same thing. The son goes and gets adults, and then Michael and I don't remember who else come out there, and he's just like, you know, the Don's like, "Isn't life beautiful?" And then he dies. I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Favorite scene of the movie: baptism scene. Michael is truly the puppet master here, yeah. living up to the cover, and it is epic. I mean, that's pretty much what I got on that. No, I mean it's 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 just <laughs> such a well done scene. It's 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 a very carefully orchestrated, organized. We're gonna fuck everybody where it hurts, uh, type of thing, and we just get to see it all unfold while Michael is pretty much going through this, uh, uh, you know, the baptism scenes like this, this holy ritual, this sacred kind of thing. Do you do you announce Satan? Yeah. So it's 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 I just. Do. And and it's it is I guess it's like kind of a weird thing because it it makes you think about really what the position of like that type of figurehead is um, to where it's like you're not the you're not the actor you really are just that pulling the puppet strings like you're the the head of the family but you really just coordinate all the efforts all the people doing these other things you know you're you're not pulling the trigger but you are you know commanding it to be pulled kind of thing. Um, and I, I, I've, the impact of that is just very heavy, I think in that scene, um, and does an incredible job of kind of showing, I guess the, uh, quote unquote, like end of the transformation. Like he's now like fully, 
uh, assimilated into that role, I think, at that stage. Um, I just think it does a really good job of, of, of showing that, that it's like, all right, like this, like Michael is, is the guy he's, he's exacted his re- revenge, I guess he's, he's righted all the wrongs and, um, yeah, he's, he's, yeah. he's done his part. Everyone's gone. Yeah. It's almost, yeah. It's the last fuck you before they leave New York. Like yeah, everybody just kind of thought like, oh, he's going to leave peacefully. Yeah. You know, they're going to Vegas, and then... It's like, nah, man, I'll leave just, it in shambles. He just takes everybody out, and he's like... And he clears the way for, you know, Clemenza, and should have been Tessio, but yeah. Tessio was the traitor, so... Clears the way for them to... Start their own... Start their bullshit. own families, and... Yeah. Uh, and Carlo finally gets his. So, there's yeah. that. Uh, he's just a straight, Mike, he's just, he's just, he's cold. Yeah. Here. And it's just, it's really, daddy would have been proud. Yeah. (laughs) And it's kind of odd in a way too, just because like, uh, you know, Al Pacino portraying him. Um, I, I'm not sure if in the book, if he seemed to be much of a emotion filled character, but just really throughout the, the, the movie in general, I mean, he just, he seems like just such a like kind of flatter toned person. Um, so like when, when we see these moments of, I guess like high, uh, like high revenge or almost like a high emotional reaction kind of thing. It's never as the character is presented. It's always how the action is presented, you know? So like when he does the assassination attempt, um, or not the, I, I, I guess I keep calling it the assassination attempt, but like when they're in the restaurant, I mean, it's an attempt, and he succeeded. Yeah, right? <laughs> um, you know, when, when when it's in that, it's like it, it's felt very like emotional, responsive, but like he still felt like a pretty, you know, like clean slated character, cold slated character. Like he didn't have a lot of emotion in that, but it was an emotional reaction in that scene. And then the same thing through like the baptism scene. It's like it's still kind of an emotional reaction, but like him, the character was still very like clean slated, like this cold slated person. Um, I think part of that's probably the, um, you know, the Don said to, to Sonny, you know, when he speaks up in the meeting and he's like, hey, he's like, don't let, you know, when he lectures him after the meeting, he's like, don't ever let anybody know outside of the family what you're thinking again. Yeah. You know, and so it's kind of that, don't let them know what you're thinking, you know, so I, I guess it's part of the gig, right? Sure. It's just having to be cold, quiet, got to, got to always just kind of be stone faced and don't let anybody know what you think of him and yeah and i mean all things considered i mean he did an incredible job at that because i don't think anyone could have been in a room with him and know you know what was going on in his head at the time so yep um (laughs) hello so then we got the end pretty much and connie comes back is crying and you know just hysterical yeah this is like he killed which is funny that she's done this 180 on carlo where she's like like carlo even at the I end i hate you i'll kill you all this bullshit i'm like you killed him what have you killed you she, she called him i think just like a cold-hearted bastard or yeah. something but there was there's a very specific like inflection in her voice that felt very hurtful towards yeah. michael um you waited until daddy was dead and you, yeah yeah and then the whole thing about you know she's like He's like, she killed him, or he killed him, he killed him. Look at the papers. That's your husband. That's your husband. Yeah. Just, I, I don't know. Taddy Shire's great. Um, 
Yo, Adrian. Yeah, same girl. So that from no, Rocky. She 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 did a good job though for sure, and and kind of uh, expressing all of that like. I'm a battered woman in a relationship kind of thing, but I still, you know, I have those lost feelings of like, yo, you've took away my husband, even though he beat me and cheated on me and was a terrible piece of shit human being. Like, by the way, when Michael walks into Carla's house and, you know, he's like hanging up the phone. I mean, in the book, supposedly he had, like, called his mistress and was like, yeah, 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 I should be able to get out there around, like, eight tonight. So, like, even though, like, everything's, like, fine, supposedly, like, he's still fucking fucking around on her. Yeah. So. But I, I, I liked kind of the, the context in general that we uh, got to kill him off with. Yes. Um, Because, you know, it's like. Thinks they, he's okay. Yeah, because I, I think they said, like, we're going to fly you out to Vegas. Yeah, he gives him the ticket that. and everything, yeah. yeah. Um, he's like, yeah, so everything's good. Like, get in the car or whatever. He like, goes to hug him by. He's like, get out of my sight. Yeah. He's like, all right, all right, all right. So he gets in the car, and then uh, that's Clemens in the back seat who does the... Um, the strangling. Yeah. I, I'm trying to think of what that's called. I mean, it really is just a fucking, like, piano wire on the thing. But yeah, um, but yeah, just know. chokes the shit out of him, kicks out kicks that front room. window, yeah. which I thought was the, the, the uh, like, you know, just camera angle wise just having that like front angle there to where we can see the shoes kind of like kicking cracking and then uh kicking out that front window um i just thought it was framed super well and i love stuff like that um yeah that was that was fun it was a good way to to take care of quote unquote carlo but yeah and of course tessio gets whacked the scene before but we don't show him die we just show him getting in a car and driving off um, it's implied. It's implied. So I counted him in the death count. Sure. So, uh, I just love how Connie's upset, and you know Michael tries to hug her and comfort her, and he's like, "This isn't working." So he's like, "Oh, get her a doctor. She's hysterical." And yeah. It's like uh, she's it's, upset. And absolutely it's 1940. Correct. You called in a doctor to sedate a hysterical woman so she can calm down. That's just that, that, that was just the calling of the time. Yeah. She's upset and correct. Get her a doctor quick. We must fix this. <laughs> um, she got to do that ice pick lobotomy so she doesn't think right <laughs> ever again. Yeah. Um, you see the true change in Michael where he's talking to Kay. And Kay's like, is that true? Do you have him get-? I told you don't ask me about work, Kay. Yeah. He's like, is it true, Michael? Enough! You know, just that. Because he, no- he doesn't. He's not, he's not he's, emotive in he's any way. He's very so. even keeled. And so then when he just gets that like flash of like, yeah! you know, and it's flashes of like future Pacino because his voice just gets like rough later. Yeah. And he's just, I know, ha, ha, you know, like, it's like he suddenly just, turned into a man. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Young Godfather Pacino is just fucking awesome. It must have been after fucking Scarface, right? Like, there's just. They were like, listen, man, once you get some grit in you, like, you sound like badass. He's like, all right, let's. Yeah. Yeah, that's me. Like, I, I don't know. It's a weird change for his voice to have gone through. Because he just sounds so, like, you know. I don't Like, you know what um, what Walt says about Johnny Fontaine earlier when he's like, and then Johnny Fontaine comes along with his olive oil voice and his guinea charm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like. I don't know, it, for lack of a better term, like, that's kind of Pacino's voice, like, in this, of just kind of got this, like, not uh, olive oil voice, but, like, it's like, just, just smooth. smooth. 
Yeah. It's, 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 he's controlling, like he's, he's always in control. And then he gets to three and it's like too late. And so he's kind of like this, but like, he's like trying to be quiet. I don't know. It's, it's funny to listen to that change. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, I flashed a future Pacino. My, my only thing on that, that kind of ending interaction is just really fun that it's um because i think we get the scene where it's like almost from k's perspective and it's looking down and seeing the doors and they're kind of doing the interaction and then the the doors close and it's that it's that divide that really comes to fruition in the next movie mm-hmm. but the divide that grows between them where they just shut, you know neary just kind of nods at her and shuts the door and it's like this part of his life's always going to be more important than yeah. the life that you two have and i think that's very representative so even though it is a story about family. It's a story about, like, if you're in this life, too, like, you know, which family is the more important one? And, you yeah. know, for all these guys, it, it is the actual mafia part that is more important because the, the stakes That's, are much yeah. higher, yeah. you know? And so. But I also like to uh, go for the really long stretch and look at that scene from, like, the old Michael to now Michael perspective and that, like, old Michael was the viewer from the other side of the door as the citizen um kind of seeing you know don corleone uh you know doing doing his work in there you know you see what's going on you have the context that door closes and you have to accept it and let it go so if i can stretch and reach a little bit there i think that's kind of a nice thing to end on is a little bit of that that transformation too is to be uh from old michael's perspective as well i don't think it's too much of a reach i think it's yeah uh, yeah well that, i mean that's the beautiful thing about movies right so you can just i can interpret take the any, shit out yeah of this, you can yeah. be like well you know i think it's a you know i think it's a commentary on how capitalism has ruined america and you're like what <laughs> how'd you get that i think anything like, can be a commentary on how capitalism has ruined america and it would still be right i think it's a i think it's a commentary on how socialism is bad and you're like okay <laughs> You might want to say a few more sentences after that, <laughs> yeah. but maybe. I think it's a commentary on why uh, abortion is wrong. <laughs> Whoa, hold on. <laughs> uh, supposedly in the book, Apollonia's pregnant, so then, you know, that was kind of a, a double kill. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, get out. It was kind of an indirect abortion there. <laughs> or it's rather direct, I suppose. But Anyhow, um... Yeah, the last book connection there is not really that interesting. So, yeah. um, would you rate The Godfather? I rate it as a, I'd watch it again. What would you say if you had to give a rating? If I had to give a rating, uh, I would say an eight point one. Yeah. It's long as shit, but in and yes. especially watching it again through this week, um, because so many like small parts of the story are split up i feel like it was a lot easier to go through um and i was very excited i guess to go through because i remembered what happens like later on in this movie i'm like oh my gosh yes like we're building up to like these small sequences that i look forward to um 8.1 out of 10 sounds like a a good number for me i would it's i mean i love these movies like the mob stuff so it's probably going to get a solid nine for me just because I just love it. Sure. Maybe it doesn't fully deserve a nine because 
just some of the goofy stuff and the Italy stuff and the length. Yeah. When it probably didn't have to be as long as it did. Like, I would have rather some of the deleted scenes with Sonny and the send Luca out to, you know, like the Janie thing being included, I think. Um, yeah, I would, I would have rather some of that of for some of the Italy. For some of those deleted scenes, for sure. Um, I don't know. I guess I see what Francis is saying when he goes like, you know, this is the part of the transformation. Because if, I mean, if you if you dig real into it, you know, because you can get whatever you want out of whatever you see, right? Sure, if you dig deep enough, you'll get whatever answer you're looking for. But if you think about like, you know, like part of that whole thing is like, you know, of like getting Barzini, right? You know, his enemies found out he's there. That's the whole reason Apollonia is dead. And so it's this, it's the consequences of this life. And so then, you know, the vengeance for the transgressions against him, right? And then killing, I don't know. It, it's, uh, I see what they're saying, but I, I would have liked less of it. Like you could have just been like, like, I don't need to see Michael hiking through the countryside. There's a reason they cut him finding his dad's old, his dad's childhood home. There's a reason they cut. Um, when they see a communist demonstration in Italy, you know, so it's just, some things just don't add value to the story, to the character. Like I, I could have, you could have shown me, uh, him being like, Oh look, I'm in Italy. Right. Or like, Oh, we sent him to Italy. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's like, Oh, I don't know. You could ease us into like, Oh, he's got a wife now and in in my head i could i could do a minute and a half supercut of the entire italy sequence well right it's still gonna be cinematic you know what i mean mean? but but like it still would be you know it'd be the oh you know michael's in italy and then he does a little bit of the wandering for like 10 15 seconds and it's the eye contact with this girl and then it's the the father interaction and then it's you know we we don't have to have the context of oh i gotta have this guy translate and oh i may have said something that upset him because i was talking about his daughter right we don't need all that shit no one cares yeah we're in italy ah girl i like girl i marry girl i bone girl we bone girl every night bone girl explode no bone girl everywhere not bone girl not bone girl r.i.p bone girl fucked uh, up part is that pretty sure that actor was like 16 rough yeah rough yeah um but yeah just you know in in my head you can super cut that and it's it's fine yeah there's probably a way to definitely shorten it and still get like the cinematic value out of it and maybe get some like genko dying maybe maybe not as important yeah but i mean not having knowledge of that scene prior to today Right. I uh, I felt like I still had a, a pretty good, you know. Uh, grasp on? Pretty good grasp of things. Yeah. Um, But, however, seeing some of those scenes, though, it is it is kind of neat to see. And some of those, especially, like, once it was, like, post, like, the Don getting kablamoed, um, that would have added, I think, a little bit of value to it. And I definitely would have traded seconds out of uh, the Italy sequences for those scenes to have been... Uh, in the movie instead. Yeah. But. Ugh, so be it. Me. Yeah. All right. Well, 
That was fun. Yeah. In the name of the the Godfather, the Gunson, and the Godly Spirit, whatever. <laughs> this has been Godfather Part One. Yeah. Uh, you can. You know it all. Do the thing. You can like, comment, subscribe. You can find us on the YouTubes. You can find us on the Twitters. Podcasts available everywhere. We have an Instagram where we post clips. Twitter too. Yeah. yeah. There's there's Twitter. There's there's everything. We're on your average social media platform. Just look. Would you look? <laughs> well, the, the, well, like I was thinking about this the other day, how we always say it, and then I was like. On the, I mean, I guess we gotta say it for the audio, right? But if for if for the audio, I guess you can say, "Hey, we're on YouTube," and that helps. We're on YouTube. But then on YouTube, like, don't you have like a thing, like at the end, like, "Hey, oh, here's the email, here's the Twitter." Yeah. So like, it's like, no. The the, the point all... is to oversaturate your contact points, mm. so that way you have the highest percent chance. If everybody knows that there's multiple different times, they'll be reminded that they can contact you and interact with you in multiple different ways. You have the highest percent chance of that interaction mm. rather than if I only have a 10 second period of where I'm like, you can only contact me at this thing. I'm looking for, I have just a much narrow window window for interaction. So we want to say it and then we want to show it. Yeah. And then we should probably say it like three to four times throughout. The well, podcast. according to the average person I follow on YouTube, roughly about like a minute and a half to three minutes into any of their videos. They're like, by the way, I see that not everybody's commented and subscribed to our, our channel. So do that now so we can continue making content like it's, it's a whole shebang. Um, so, I mean, we could be annoying like that. I just can't imagine that that's... I don't want to do that. Yeah. Unless we get, like, a very hardened intro sequence. I don't I don't see the value in it. Yeah. Let's just... So, look, what'd you, what'd you learn today? What did I learn? I learned that it is hard to meet the expectations of your family. Um, and sometimes you do have to take the uh, take matters into your own hands, um, take expectations into your own hands, and kind of make it work for yourself. Um, you can't make everybody happy, but sometimes you have to do what has to be done. Um, but you should still make sure that you keep your own interests uh, at the front line there, because at the end of the day, you're the only one taking care of yourself. I learned the Corleones are moving out to Vegas, and that's where they'll be next movie. You know, yeah, no, that made a lot more sense than what <laughs> I said, for sure. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, you know where to do see the it. thing. So, goodbye.